on this episode of the Buzzkill Podcast. Yeah, it's like it's like having a whole gaggle of kids. You know, there might be the ugly kid, but you still love it. It's yeah, your kid, of course. <laughs> you still recognize him as as the ugly kid. Of course, but, you, know. you you take him out in public less often. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sure. You do. But you still love him. Maybe leave him in the car when you go to like Home Depot. Right on a hot day. <laughs> <laughs> but the windows cracked. <laughs> Listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 335. Welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where tonight we go back to the moneymaker and we milk it for all it's worth. <laughs> yeah. Gross. <laughs> and Getting our Myers crossed. Yeah, sometimes we milk things and our Myers are crossed too. Yep. Sometimes. That's why we're an hour late to the show tonight. <laughs> Jesus. What's going on, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Jim. Happy Halloween. Yeah, dude. It's the Halloween week. It doesn't feel like it. Yeah. At all. Well, tonight should have been a Halloween party. It. Oh, shit. Tonight would have been like the, typically been the party. when we would have done the Halloween party. Yeah, then somebody had to go have another baby. Yeah, somebody, Fucking Brian. Somebody had to impregnate their <laughs> wife. <Yeah. Ooh. laughs> it's just I, weird because I, I was almost certain he was shooting blanks at this point. I know. Most of us <laughs> thought that same thing, but here you are. You know, I say that. I'm the last one to have a kid. I say that. <laughs> are you the so, last one? It's going to come back to bite me. Are you the last one? I think so. Are you, you are well, the last At least one. that will have kids, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well. Well, better get cracking. Well, better get crack a lacking. Trust me, if it if 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 it was up to her, it would have happened six months ago. So, <laughs> out of wedlock. I mean, oh, I'm just saying. Sinner. She, she's like, as long as I'm not showing at the wedding, it's fine. <laughs> like, no, that's not how that works. That's what corsets are made for. Yeah. <laughs> just really. <laughs> tie it tight. Uh, baby's just like, no, God, oh, God, this sucks. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, yeah, it is. Uh, it is Saturday. It is yeah, not Friday. It is Saturday. Yeah, because why? Well, we went to a show last we night. We did. It was a fun show. Little. Uh, we've been keeping up with our with our 2004 pop punk, <laughs> pop rock shows this year. Last night felt more like the early 2000s than any other show I'd been to. I don't know why that was, but it did. I think it was. I mean, like all of the other ones that we've been to lately have been at big. Uh, you know, like big outdoor, sure uh, venues, sure. So it's, but this is the first one we went to where it was the bands it's where that, they would have played twenty yeah, years. Yeah, the ago. bands <laughs> we used to listen to twenty years ago also playing in a venue that they would have played in twenty yeah. years ago. So yep. it was pretty cool. Yes, yeah, so we saw um we saw the Spill Canvas, who I'm a big fan of. I know none of you guys really really were. Um, I saw them for the very first time in Howell at a little uh little opera theater, a little local opera theater. Yeah, there was like maybe 20 kids there and it was them and it was the weekend's like second show oh really yeah like that's cool like like no one even knew i think the weekend was a thing because there was no one there that's how early it was the weekend was a local band that was gigantic that never should have stayed local and i don't understand why they never got signed it was probably one of those but, so was that one of those things where spill canvas was on tour and they were reaching out to local bands because this is how we used to do it we would reach out to we'd go on myspace and you'd find local bands who lived in the area. Oh, probably was, yeah. That you want, like you were on, 
you know, like each each member of the band would take like four or five stops, and you were responsible for booking those shows. You reach out on MySpace to a bunch of people from MySpace. that area. MySpace, baby, and just be like, "Hey, we're coming through. Yeah. We're just, we we really like your sound, and thought maybe we'd do a show with you." That's probably what that was, yeah, right? Probably. Spill Canvas was on yeah. tour, and they just had weekend set up the show. Yep, yeah. probably. Right on. Um, but yeah, so they uh, they were great, and then uh, the early November old school drive through records band. Yeah. Uh, early November, they played. It was their twentieth anniversary of the Rooms Too Cold, yeah. so they played the entire album backwards. Was it backwards? Yeah, it was. It was every track in order except for the so last track to the first track. So that's what he meant by saying we listened to the record and it was really front heavy. I was confused because I thought he was saying like it's back heavy because all they played all their heavier songs at the end. So yeah. he played them backwards. Yeah, he said the ah, the album's okay. very front loaded. So it's yeah. So like the first few songs were kind of their slower ones. And then that's what I think of though when I think of the early November though I think of their more mellow stuff. Oh really? Because my my favorite early November record is the the mechanic the sun the oh the mother whatever. the mother the, the yeah. mother mechanic the sun whatever it is it's a triple triple record it's fantastic yeah. and that's that record has a lot more of that mellow kind of feel to it yeah. so like that's what I'm used to with that them. was when Ace was like working through all of his. <laughs> His childhood shit and stuff. He looks so. exactly the same. Oh yeah, he doesn't age. It's weird. No, it's it's bizarre. I think that's maybe why it felt like that time period because I'm, like, I'm looking at him on the stage. I'm like, this is exactly who I would have seen 20 years ago. Like except he hasn't he had aged. A, except he, he would have had a fro 20 years ago. He always had a fro when he was younger. Did he? Okay. Yeah, he's got really curly hair. Um, and you pointed out that he looks like Tom Holland. Oh yeah. <laughs> I oh yeah. I couldn't unsee it. <laughs> and also, his bass player was. A good friend of ours. Not actually a good friend of ours. He just looked identical to a, a to good who? friend. He looked like Matt Marion. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it was Armor, Armor for, for Sleep. sleep which So it, it was funny. Everybody at that show last night seemed like they went for one of the bands. Like you, yep. went, you went for Spill Canvas. I went for Early November. And then uh, a few of the people we were with went for Armor, Armor for, sleep. for Sleep. Which I never listened to them. I, I, was, I never got into them. I never did either. That was my. I think last night was. I, I I recognized one of the songs that they played. Yeah. Well, I'll say this. My takeaway from the show is this. Uh, Justin Long can really sing. <laughs> you mean Anthony Kiedis? Yeah, Anthony Long. <laughs> <laughs> I never. I never realized until last night when I was looking at the singer of uh, Armor for Sleep, and I was like, I can't tell if he looks like Anthony Kiedis or Justin Long. And then you said to me, they've always. Kind of, Justin Long and Anthony Kiedis have always been kind of interchangeable to me. I never, oh yeah, I never realized that, but they really do look. Oh a lot yeah, alike. they're identical. If they ever did a <laughs> biopic uh, on the Chili Peppers, Justin Long must play Anthony <laughs> Kiedis. Like he has to. Perfect. <laughs> it's funny, uh, dude. Yeah, so it was a good show. It was fun. It was a great show. Yeah. Uh, uh, Armor for Sleep had that one really really good long song. <laughs> yeah. Mike thought that uh, every single Armor for Sleep song sounded exactly they the same. They do. It's you know what it's it is? probably it's because just sonically. Not... No, it's because sonically it never changes. They were it's the same guitar same tone. Formula, it's the same, same formula. It's yeah. the same everything. He sings in the same pitch every song. Like nothing changes. Like the songs might very well so- sound different if you actually know them to pick them apart. But like there's other bands that we listen to, like the early November, for example, yeah. or a band like Foo Fighters or whoever, right? Yeah. You could go into them, never, never have ever heard them ever, and pick and, out the individual songs. Yeah, yeah. 
and you, you just couldn't with with uh, with armor. I know that people loved them back in the day, but but their guitar player looked like me with hair. It's true. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. It looked <laughs> it's like a blast from the past. <laughs> yeah, a blast from the past. Except for I said this last night. I I understand that PRS guitars are like some of the finest guitars you can play. They just look chachi on stage. Yeah. Unless you're in like fucking Creed. Creed or Dream Theater or something like that. It's they look I don't know. They I look, mean they still look chachi, don't get me wrong. But they, but, but, that's but there's, the, there's but, enough chach to go around yeah, though. You can, get, <laughs> you can get away with it when you're in a band like that. It's uh it, when you're in a like a pop punk band, it's it looks yeah. weird to play a PRS on stage. I don't know. That's just my take that was my takeaway from Armor for Sleep. <laughs> like, hey man, play a different guitar. That was it. <laughs> but uh yeah, no, um so last night was fun. Yeah, it was a good the time. Rest of the week, I didn't have anything really else going on. Yeah, the rest me of the week. neither. Really, it was kind I, of a boring week. Yeah, I did. Uh, I went to a children's birthday party today, which uh, you know, you know my feelings about children's birthday parties. Did you get arrested? No. Okay, that's no. good. I mean, luckily it was literally next door. Oh, is that? <laughs> it was. It was. Uh, it was over there. So, like, you know, I'm friends with the sure. kid, kid's dad and stuff. So it was a good time, but just generally. I'm not into children's birthday yeah. parties. Yeah. We, um, today, today for us was a little bit rough. We, we went out after the show last night. Our friends convinced us to go, go out to a bar afterwards, which I, which I was all about oh, at yeah. first. It took a lot of convincing. No, I was all about it at first until we, until we got there. And don't get me wrong, it was fun, but man, did not need to do that. I have been feeling it all day today. I'm not, the, 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 the concert might have been 2004. It was not me 2004 anymore, though. Yeah. Like, at all. Did you see how responsible I was last you, night? You were very responsible. You guys are all like, let's go to the bar. I was like, I'm going to go home. <laughs> go to sleep. In fairness, I wanted to hang out with Wizzle. I haven't seen Wizzle in forever, so. Yeah, but he was a little he was a little rummed up. So yes, yes, he was. He, he needed to go <laughs> home. <laughs> um, and I'm, go- I'm going to see him tomorrow. Okay. Well, his, he's your brother-in-law, so. It was yeah. his birthday last night, and then my wife's birthday the day before that, so. Gonna go have a nice little brunch. They just like to get it on same time of year, don't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my my in laws are famously, uh, I they're they're very <laughs> they they keep to the schedule. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anyway, uh, last week, not to, this isn't really a corrections thing, but uh, apparently our opinions on um, Saw X did not go over well with people. Well, just one person. No, I was on a couple of. people on Twitter. I was talking to as was well. Was there really? Yeah, yeah. Apparently, they're just like you. You didn't mean you didn't like it. And I'm, I'm, I'm convinced that people just like things because they're told to like them. Like before you go to see it, and oh, that, it's the best. It's the best reviewed movie you've ever seen, or that that or that has been in, in a long time for the franchise. So people go into it thinking, well, they have to like it. And we we fall into that trap sometimes. Sometimes, yeah, we do. It just didn't happen this time. Nope. And, and I didn't, and, and I listened back to the episode. I feel like we we didn't articulate that we didn't hate the movie. That no. wasn't what we were saying at all. No, I even, it just, I even you know, said still, I, I said I still liked it because it was a Saw we, movie because I love Saw movies. But. I feel like we came off like we disliked it more than we actually did. Yeah, we just we had probably, a lot of, we just had a lot of issues with it. That's yeah. all. Yeah. Um, like I still like the movie. Don't get me wrong. Am I going to go back to it and rewatch it over and over? No, because it didn't give me what I want personally. And I think that was one of the one of the big talking points that I feel like I kept hearing because I did go back and read a lot of reviews after we recorded because mm-hmm. I was curious what other people were, were saying about it. Yeah, everybody seemed to like that movie for the reasons that we disliked it. 
that it felt different, that it did something different, that it focused on John, that there was like yeah. all the things that we kind of were like, this makes it not feel like a traditional Saw movie, which is the reason that everybody else liked it because I feel like a lot of these reviewers don't like the Saw franchise. So that's, well, that's the thing. That's the reason it's getting great reviews. That's the thing is like you talk to a lot of people and a lot of people say that Saw fell off after like the third movie. A lot of people say after the first. But we love the whole Saw franchise. Oh, yeah. So oh, it's, yeah. it's crack a few more eggs, mix it in the batter. Let's make pancakes. <laughs> like, yeah, convolute the shit out of it. We love it. <laughs> yeah, we, we love the whole Saw franchise. So it's like. When you're when you're in love with the whole franchise and then you hit something that feels off for you, mm-hmm. it's just you know you're gonna you're yeah. gonna say it. Yeah, I still loved it. I still loved it. I still it was it it will it's it's still part of one of my favorite franchises of all time. So it is what it is. Yeah, it's, it's like it, but it's still like I'll go back and I'll rewatch it and see if my my opinion of it is changed. Yeah, but as as it sits right now, it's still the lowest ranked. Yeah, it's like it's like having a whole gaggle of kids. You know, there might be the ugly kid, but you still love it. It's yeah, your kid, of course. <laughs> it's, you still recognize him as as the ugly kid. Of course, but, you, know. you you take him out in public less often. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sure, you do. sure. But you still love him. Maybe leave him in the car when you go to like Home Depot. Right on a hot day. <laughs> <laughs> but you the st- windows cracked. <laughs> but you but you still love him, or it rather. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's it's fine. I was, but I was... yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Fuck you, Josh, for getting on our dicks about it. I listened to their to their episode afterwards. I'm pointing him out because he had one of the absolute worst takes ever about that? a part of the movie. Was uh, it the intestines? He, uh, he, well, well, okay, fine. He had two of the absolute worst takes about that movie. <laughs> um, he was he he went on he was going on and on about how the saw trap that John saw in his head. And that and he didn't act on, you know, like it was John's moment of uh, uh, restraint because the guy put the watch back, you know. Put the, the what? The guy that was stealing the watch or whatever, and John saw the trap in his head. It wasn't a real trap. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Josh was going on and on about how that was just a fucking studio note, and that shouldn't have been in the movie. It derailed the entire dramatic part of the the first part of the movie, and blah blah. Like, and Jesse's just like, "You're an idiot." <laughs> <laughs> and Josh just kept going at it, and going at it, and going oh, at it. We can and o- even can I always, chimed in. I'm like, "It's that's a bad take." Can always count on Jesse <laughs> to bring to bring the. Uh... To bring the the um, levity, not the levity. I, I I'm bad with words lately. I think I'm going. Can you just go dumb as you go as you get older? I was, can you I was just about, go? I was dumb? about to say deaf, which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I mean, you can go deaf, and that's probably happening too. But uh, yeah, you can always count on Jesse to like even out Josh's yeah. shit takes. Yeah. So uh, doors open, Jesse. Doors open. Anytime you, anytime you want to jump um, ship and join yeah, us. And then, and then, Josh, I'm sorry. Your argument about how the intestines... You, you, you talk about how you didn't like her character because she became a cartoon character, a cartoon villain by the end. But then you're sticking up for her choice of ripping open a body and using intestines as a rope. I mean, it's funny. As if it's not cartoony, though. It is funny, but it's cartoony. <laughs> but again, I still go... I, 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 I guess I was... I listened to our episode, too, and like, I still go back to, you know... If you're in that situation, it is a, it is a, a viable option. It is a very sure. viable option. But the way that they, it's just the way they handled it. I don't know. It. I mean, how else would you handle it though? I don't know. It just, <laughs> it, just it just seemed. I don't know. I, I I don't know. I don't I don't have an answer for you. Um. Anyway though, that's uh that's that. Apparently, we our opinions were all wrong, and we should go to hell. So that's you know. 
We that's just cool. we just air out our dirty laundry on this show. Oh yeah, that's what we do now. Yeah, we've given up on caring at all. Yeah, what anybody thinks? Did did we ever? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. It's People fine. used to like us for that, <laughs> and now nobody I, likes I, us. I don't, what I don't the know. Because we just talk shit about everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um. Anyway, they, um. I had anything else going on? Oh, I'm 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 trying to wheel and deal for a cool Evil Dead thing right now. Remember a couple years ago? I thought you didn't. You already kind of didn't. You already kind of nail that down. Well, I'm I'm still wheeling and dealing for okay. it. I'm still wheeling and dealing for it. Remember a couple years ago when I was telling you how um, there's a record a record store nearby called Flipside Records. They had props from Army of Darkness that I was trying to go buy. Yeah. By the time I got up there, they had sold already. Right. So I'm talking to this guy who has this hyper rare Australian. Uh, army of darkness release that i want to get my hands on and he's like, he's like yeah I, I got a bunch of other stuff i got this 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 awesome uh, uh screen use skeleton from army of darkness and i'm like what's i'm like when did you get that he goes i got it like, like i don't know like summer of 2020 i'm like where did you get it from he goes Flipside records i'm like you motherfucker i'm like you're the goddamn guy that beat me to it piece of shit how <laughs> much the, was it selling what are the for? odds though how what much was odds? it well i mean it's local right well sure but what are the odds though that like i'd be talking to the guy that beat me to it you know how much how like so what's his upcharge do you remember how much it was how much they were charging at flip well i'm not buying the skeleton do you know what he's asking for it though? He's not selling the skeleton. Oh, he's not. No, no, no. What I'm trying to get off him is the is the the Army of Darkness right. uh, Blu-ray release. Yeah, the Necronomicon version that was not available in the states. So you're doing a little trade ski? Trying to. He's gonna get a lot of shit off me because I got to come up with two hundred dollars worth of VHS to trade him, and everything he wants is like five dollars or ten dollars. So like he's nickel and dime in my collection to yeah. So I got to figure it out. So. <laughs> I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. It's like that saga with the uh, tickets from like six years ago. <laughs> How about you throw in your uh, throw in your handmade Necronomicon pages that you made? Oh, I could tell him that I didn't make them. Right? I'll tell. Ooh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, hopefully he never listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, though, um, yeah, that's, that's all I've had going on this week. Yeah, cool, man. I haven't had too much going on. Just chilling. I, uh, that was loud. Yep. Sorry. Um, yeah, just kind of hanging out trying to get stuff done that's it i fuck I, i've got nothing going on we uh, i feel like Abs- we need to eat like a bunch of candy because it's halloween get some sugar in our system i do have some candy if you we want should, we should do that All right. yeah we're gonna come back and we're gonna fucking slay this shit yeah i feel like i feel like we're dragging a little bit yeah that's probably my fault i <laughs> ate too many donuts yesterday dude i ate we went to greenfield village oh we did do that we went to uh the halloween halloween train at greenfield village i love it there yeah, I love that place. It's so cool. <laughs> Just like I don't know, like being surrounded by history. There was a lot yeah, of yeah, but I bet you the real like uh, like sixteen, seventeen hundreds where all that shit's from would have sucked. Oh, I'm sure. I'm <laughs> sure. Either, that's either, why I like it. Shit in a bucket and just throw it out back. And that's why I like viewing it from the comfort of 2023. <laughs> it's 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 fascinating in 2023. In the 1600s, it would have sucked balls. But yeah, we went there. We rode the train. We uh, you know we ate way too many donuts. Oh, your mom was there. We. <laughs> I didn't know she came down. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was not. Thank you. Um, Detroit Donut Company. Yeah, just slays it. You get like a bucket of thirty six mini donuts, and they're hot and they're fried and they're kind of crispy on the outside, but sure. chewy and fluffy on the inside. And you buy a you buy them for uh, it's twenty buck 20, 20 bucks for a bucket of thirty six of them. 
and we went through them in like 10 minutes. So then we got a refill for $12 because I was like, it's almost financially irresponsible to not go get a refill for $12. So, so you, you drank the Kool-Aid? Dude, I ate so many donuts before I came to the show last night. And I was driving to the show and I go, and my my stomach starts to go. Were they donuts or donut holes? They're they're mini donuts. Okay. So the the holes from these particular donuts would be like, you know, like just a little bit speck. Okay. Okay. But they're just covered, just absolutely they're greasy. And they're covered. So, so they in matched. So they matched what your, your bee hole looked like afterwards. Like just a little, like like close close together, but a little bit stretched out, so yes. you can see a little gap and kind of swollen, <laughs> kind of swollen from the from the center. <laughs> it gets, swells out from the center, uh, dude. I, I life must, imitates art. I seriously must have eaten eighteen of them because you're just walking, you're look, taking in all the sights, sure. and I'm I'm holding the bucket right because nobody else wants to hold it, and I was. I'm just pop like probably sure. every probably every ten steps I'm popping another one into my mouth. I had like and then I realized as I was driving to the show, oh, I never ate anything else today. So all I had was eighteen greasy mini donuts. Yep. It did not treat me kindly when I got <laughs> home from the show. It was terrible. And then what was the first thing I did when I woke up this morning? Ate more donuts. Ate more donuts. Damn. Hell yeah, yes, dude. <laughs> That's my life. So, I I I I support your decision making skills. It's uh, I gotta I gotta do it while I can before I like end up with all sorts of you know before I end up on like uh blood pressure medication yep, yep. and heart medication. Mm-hmm. I gotta get this in while I can. You know what I mean? Sure. So that's what I'm doing. Well, all right, James. All right. Speaking of things that you really shouldn't be doing because they're bad for your health, let's get into some corrections from last week. Stupid! You're so stupid! All right, James. Yeah, dude. Uh, I got some shit wrong last week. All righty. And it wasn't our opinions. Oh. Yeah. Even though those were horribly wrong. The worst. Yes. Don't you know? Yes. Uh, Okay. Uh, Clearly, I know that beef doesn't start off as sausage. Did you say that? <laughs> Talking about the, uh, you know, the beef pizza. Mm. I'm like, well, beef starts off as sausage. I seriously thought about ordering a beef pizza <laughs> for us to eat on the show this week. You absolutely should have. Yeah, I know. I just forgot. Uh, let's see here. Our rare exports is Finnish, not Norwegian. Also, last week when you finally came up with the name, yeah, you said rare, rare imports. imports. I did. Yeah. Rare ex- yep. 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 Uh, and then I, I was thinking about. Um, we were, we were talking about Saw X and how we were um, taking the end of it and who was supposed to be in the end trap and how that broke apart. Yeah. The more that I thought about it and I listened back to our episode and the more I thought about it, I think it was, I, I think that I'm, I'm changing my tone and I'm going to go ahead and say that it was always supposed to be, and I think this makes the most sense. It was always supposed to be Amanda and John in the trap. Yeah. Always. Yeah. The whole thing upstairs. I was like, well, they, they had to put that together in like an hour when people were up there. No, right. no, 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 no. It was yeah, always the, supposed to be that. The, til- I was- the tilting table, the bloodboarding table was a red herring. Yeah. And they, and Parker and uh, Peterson were supposed to end up in the room upstairs. Yeah. I, I don't know why I was trying to overcomplicate it so much last right. week, just because that's what Saw does to my brain. Sure. Like, it's like, <laughs> it can't be that simple. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was definitely was supposed to be that. And then having the kid there, you still, you were saying still last week, the kid was supposed to be there. And that John, I, I still disagree with that. It was not. Yeah. Supposed I, to be the kid, I, like, but. after re listening to it, I, I'm probably wrong. But it, like I said, it does seem serendipitous that 
the only thing he learned how to say to the kid was pull. Yeah. And that came in handy when he was trying to tell him not to pull. It came the lever. in handy, yeah, because yeah. the only thing that he could say to him. Right. If he was, if he was, if the kid was supposed to be there, he would have learned how to say more than one word to him. Right. In his native tongue. It was just John. <laughs> it was just John getting really lucky with the fact that he just happened to learn that word with yes, him. Yes. Yes. Um. Is that that's all you got? That's all I got. Um. I went back and I re- I listened to. I got caught up on our past couple episodes. Okay. Because I hadn't listened to them. If you listened to last week's episode, you'll hear Mike giving me shit about not listening to our <laughs> show. So I I got caught up. Um. Uh, so in the in a bit of a bind episode. I was talking about a song being played on the bells in Germany that went on for years and years and years. I couldn't think of what it was. Um, It's actually played on the organ, and it's a piece of music written by John Cage called Organ As Slow As Possible. That's the name of the the piece of music. Okay. Uh, The organ is in the middle of a church in the East German German town of Elberstadt. Elberstadt. I think it's called. Okay. I swear I wrote that down somewhere, but it's gone now. And people, uh, the video that I saw of it a few years ago is was a bunch of people gathered in this church to hear the chord change because the chord was about to change for the first time in seven years. Jesus. So it's basically just like a an organ, like a pipe organ with um with like probably a you know some kind of air compressor hooked up to it that's blowing like constantly blowing through the the organ sure pipes. And it was about to change for the first time in seven years. And uh, they just, they basically just have a person, like every time the chord has to change, they have somebody come in and they'll often do it with like kind of famous or well known musicians or, you know, important people. And they'll come in and Chad they, Kroger. Chad Kroger, for instance. Yeah. Uh, so in this particular video, the guy was about to change the chord and all he had to do was like put another. Uh, um, pipe into the organ okay so they have it so where the air is flowing through and you can either add or take away pipes from the organ to create new chords um it's so start- a guy just comes there and lays pipe it lays pipe that, yeah. that's what you're saying so gotcha. it's, it started in 2001 which was actually like nine years after john cage died so this whole project that he wrote when he was younger at some point started nine years after he died started in 2001 and it's scheduled to finish in 2640. Yikes. That's how long the piece of music is. That's never going to happen. I mean, it will. <laughs> well, hopefully, as, as long as the world isn't destroyed by them. Oh, I'm pretty sure it will. Um, next is, I do have to admit that I have reevaluated my opinion on how many tracks are appropriate on an album because of the Blink-182 album. Because the whole thing's... A banger. Yep. It's a collective banger. Yep. Um, I still i I will stand by what I said that like my typical my the you perfect said that you... the perfect album length is ten songs, give or take a couple tracks. Yeah. Um, but as long as the whole album is good, then you don't want it to end. That's fine. Yeah. And the thing released... is, is, like I've noticed a lot of people though, like a lot of bands these days will put out fifteen, sixteen, seventeen tracks. Half and a lot of filler. them is a lot yeah. of it's filler, so yeah. it's don't do that. Well, it's funny though because the Blink record was already <clears> long, and then like after we recorded last week, they dropped a deluxe version with two extra two, songs, two new tracks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. um, and then the last thing is, I was going back to when we were talking about uh, "Totally Killer." Mm-hmm. I was wrong about something. 
because I said that Lauren wouldn't have known that Chris was the killer back in 1987, so she wouldn't have known to keep an eye on the young Chris who grew up to go live in a monastery. Yeah. She actually would have known because when she went into the garage to try and find her daughter and her daughter was knocked out on the floor, Chris Dupassage had uh, stolen the time machine that they had built in the garage, like that they had rebuilt. So she would have been aware of him going back into 1987. Ah, uh, it's true. So even if it created a new timeline, she still would have had the yeah. knowledge of him knocking out her daughter and traveling back to 1987. So she would know to keep an eye on young Chris. Those as rivers, he grew up. man. Yeah. Damn. So I was wrong about that. Well, if we're getting on old things, uh, I just because I, I did not bring this up last week for whatever reason. If we're okay. getting on old things, though, uh, you, I, I sent the stuff to you like two days after we recorded, but you were a thousand percent wrong about your timelines in when Hellier was shot and when the Unbinding was shot. You argued with me for like five <laughs> straight minutes on that episode. Yeah. Yeah, you are a thousand percent wrong on that. No. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, I, 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 you, I can read the text message where you said, "Well, shit, I was wrong." Uh, no, <laughs> the exact te- text message says, I see what's going on here. It's a huge conspiracy. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Because obviously it's a conspiracy. So Go fuck I will yourself. maintain my position. Thank you very much. Uh, all right, James. Uh, what are we doing this week? What are we doing this it's week? It's Halloween week. So what are we talking about? Happy Halloween. So obviously we're talking about... My Bloody Valentine. All right. Thanksgiving movies. My Bloody Valentine and Thanksgiving movies. My Bloody Thanksgiving. This week, we're talking about Halloween. Well, we're going to start off the Thorn Trilogy. Yeah. Of Halloween. So we've done bits and pieces of the Halloween trilogy or Halloween series. Like We can't really do like a, a retrospective on them because we've already done pieces of them. We've already done the original. We did the Rob Zombie, Zombie remake. Yeah. We've done ends through kills right or, or i'm sorry uh, halloween 2018 halloween through yeah. through ends uh we've done season of the witch yep. we've done resurrection we've done like so we've done bits and pieces of this entire thing uh the outlier though is the thorn trilogy mm-hmm. which is consisting of halloween 4 halloween 5 and halloween 6 uh now interestingly enough i've only seen half of that how half I've never actually how, how half how, how half how half how half high. Uh, I've never actually finished five. Oh, okay. I've always, I've started a bunch. I never finished five before, and I've never seen six. Okay. So this is gonna be uh, this is gonna be interesting. Yeah. I've always heard just like the most dastardly things about <laughs> Halloween six. <laughs> so, so speaking of dastardly, from Evil Genius. Oh, this is trick or treat. Chocolate pumpkin porter. But what does that have to do with Halloween, James? It's a 7.8% ABV. Well, chocolate pumpkin porter. Okay. Trick or treat, baby. I mean, didn't I say trick or treat? No. Did I not? Ah, uh, you might have. Oh, I, I did. I wasn't listening. It's a trick. It's trick or treat. Chocolate pumpkin porter. Let's see what the uh, the write up says. It smells like a Reese's cup. So this is uh, what malts did they use? Chocolate crystal thirty pale roasted barley hops or warrior hops. Warrior hops. Okay. Uh, she she enough science. It says, <laughs> get your fuzzy boots, Debbie. It's chocolate pumpkin porter. Hey, this beer is haunted. Oh shit! Hold on, Mike. Wait. Oh, what? Hey, this beer is haunted. Don't drink it. Yes, I know it's a dark, roasty porter with cinnamon, clove, nutmeg, and chocolate, and it tastes amazing. But don't drink it. It's haunted. Fine, but don't run. Uh, but don't run to me when the walls of your fridge start bleeding. 
Sidebar. 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 Yeah. Uh, so I wake up the other morning and Kristen's like, we had something happen in our house last night. <laughs> 100%. Hold on. 100% wasn't the cats. It was not. Well, yeah, so she said right. so so she said that she uh she woke up in the middle of the night because she felt like a really 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 heavy thing bang into the side of the bed, mm-hmm. which would not have been the cats. Um like, yeah, cuz you like, cuz you definitely don't have an over, like, overweight like, cat. But like she's perfectly fine. Thank you very much. Yeah. She's that's why you had to put her on a special diet. But apparently it was like like a, it was like a really hard thud on the side of the bed. Yeah. And then she claimed that she heard whispering throughout the room. You. And then what felt like, like it felt like someone had turned a fan on in the corner of the room and cold air was just blowing at her. What the fuck? And she's like, I didn't open my eyes because I literally didn't want to see it. And eventually I just tried to like ignore it and she fell back asleep. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm like, you need to wake me up when these things happen. Maybe don't actually. I don't know. Also, but, also open your eyes. Yeah, I don't but know. she's, but she is. She, it's funny though because she said this before that she has woken up and she has legit heard like talking. Yeah, like like whispering. It's not, like it sounds like it's like chattering over it, like a mm-hmm. bunch of different voices at once. And um, so, well, you guys do yeah. have you sleep in the part of the house that's been added on. And there's that like creepy when you go up in your attic that you can see like the creepy old facade of the yeah, house. Yeah, it's haunted. It's probably a cemetery back there. Yeah, it's probably absolutely. where they, they they bury grandma. Hundred percent. Yeah. Or it was just Mike standing in the corner of the room, <laughs> <laughs> and just luckily she didn't open her eyes because she would have seen you but standing there with your dong out. What was weird though is is. Uh, and I realized this after the fact, both of our uh, cats, they never sleep in the bed at the same time with us. Mm-hmm. Both of them were like curled up next to us as like much as possible, mm. which never happens. So like, what were they fucking scared of? Do they ever do the, uh, <laughs> do they ever just randomly do the, the Halloween cat like arched back thing? Oh yeah. Oh, they all Like the time. looking down the hallway? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And they're and just they're, like, they're, all their fur like goes straight up. Oh yeah. yeah. All right. Well, taunted. <laughs> uh, the last thing on this box is Netflix. Can you solve these unsolved mysteries? Me, sitting on the couch in my underwear, eating my fourth bowl of Cocoa Puffs. Probably. <laughs> I don't know why, what that has to do with anything, but let's give this a try. Yeah. Cheers, sir. Cheers, buddy. Oh, oh my God. There it is. It's very light for a porter. It just tastes like a porter. Again, like, I don't again, really... I'm thinking of a stout. It's not a stout. It's a porter. But it does, It still feels very light to me. So porters are like, I think it's just universal that I've discovered porters have that. Um, it's a sour taste at the, at the back end. It's not sour. It's that uh, I always describe it as that like charcoal taste. Okay. Like when you when you smell a charcoal barbecue, it's it tastes the way that smells. You know what I mean? I've described it on the show before. Yeah, and I don't think I've ever fully understood what you're talking about, but I think that I'm tasting the same thing that you are. I just would never um, describe it that way. It's just like a... It's okay. It's not... I feel like I'm not really picking up any I don't distinct... Taste the, I don't taste the pumpkin. I don't taste the pumpkin, and I don't taste the chocolate. I taste the chocolate, but it's more like a um, like bittersweet chocolate. Yeah, well, it's the, that's that's what I'm getting on the back of my tongue. It's that, that mouthfeel you get after you eat unsweetened chocolate. Yeah. That's, I'm getting that. Which is, but it doesn't taste like chocolate. To which me. is it's just the unpleasant part of eating. Why, why do you want to eat? Yeah, like let's take the like worst. Baker, like let's Baker's take chocolate. the worst kind of chocolate, the kind that has no sugar in it, and throw it in some beer. Yeah, 
that's kind of what that tastes yeah. like. Yeah, this is yeah, this is uh, this is not. Uh, it's not terrible. It's, it's terrible, just not. But... It's just not. I'll never drink it again, though. Like last week, that that like salted uh, salted caramel pumpkin beer that we had God, last that was week. So good, it was amazing. That was. We've been spoiled. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, evil genius, you, you done let us down, unfortunately. Yeah, it happens from time wah, to time. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> All right. That's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Hey, man. Hey. Let's get into Trailer Trashed. All right, James. Yeah, dude. Got a couple trailers for you this week. Not a, not a whole lot was released in terms of... Uh, trailers but uh, i think i got a couple good ones here one is the new the new movie from uh diablo cody okay all that is starring zelda williams i didn't know that zelda williams was acting um robin williams's daughter oh i didn't know is, that either. who was named after the legend of zelda which is amazing oh i was um, gonna say was she named after zelda zelda <laughs> rubenstein i mean he'll be awesome as well <laughs> Uh, and the second one that we have is the new Netflix movie with lots of famous people in it. Okay. So that's fun. Uh, but the first one, though, is going to be the Diablo Cody trailer. Uh, this is for a movie called Lisa Frankenstein, which it already sounds like a Diablo Cody movie to me. Sure, yeah. Like a, like a very female-fronted take on whatever, you know, like, um, what was the, uh, what was the, the, the uh, Jennifer's Body? Yeah. Was, you know, classic horror told from a, Female perspective, sure, it's kind yeah. of what Diablo Cody does. Um, so that's really all I know about this. Um, the film follows uh, the unpopular high schooler who accidentally reanimates a handsome Victorian corpse during a lightning storm Ooh. and starts to rebuild him into the man of her dreams using the broken tanning bed in her garage. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm in. Uh, I'm into this. Uh, this is Lisa Frankenstein. There's a young man. I talk to him. I wish I was with you. Really hope this goth phase ends soon. Oh, directed by Zelda Williams. Interesting. Oh. I thought you said it was a oh so did Diablo I, I, I Cody just, just write Diablo, it? oh she wrote yeah yeah it. she's not a director she she just writes it but, yeah uh, I didn't realize that um, <clears throat> Zelda Williams directed this I'm I'm a little bit more interested in it uh, interested in it for that aspect but the movie itself yeah yeah it doesn't, doesn't doesn't look great yeah <laughs> well I was I was gonna say it looks like it it looks like it could go one one of two ways it could either be like a really kind of fun cute mm-hmm. sort of sort of horror comedy or it yeah. could be just really awful well it's funny <laughs> i mentioned in the beginning that it has it had like tim burton vibes vibes to it which went away pretty quickly yeah. but then i realized that the main character totally has a uh sweeney todd kind of thing going on which is you know the, johnny the, johnny depp tim burton and all that stuff so the main like the monster yeah, yeah yeah oh yeah yeah that's all I was seeing, at least. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. This looks. This looks okay. I'd. I'd give it a shot, but. I feel like the trailer was really underwhelming. The trailer was cut horribly. Yeah. It's like they cut it around that song they wanted to play. Yeah. Rather than pacing of an actual trailer. Right. Um. But uh, yeah. Yeah, it looks interesting. I'll watch it, yeah. but. It's... Seek it out if you're interested. We're not um... impressed. <laughs> <laughs> does, right. Z- does Zelda Williams actually? Does she? Um... This is the first thing that I've ever heard of her doing. 
That, she, that's it. So. She's got oh, she's got thirty seven act, uh, thirty seven acting credits. Oh, I think this might be her directorial debut. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Looks like it. Oh no no, she said she's got ten, ten directing credits, but it looks like it's all shorts and stuff and music videos and stuff. Okay. So yeah, interesting. interesting. I don't know. All right. Uh, Leave the world behind is the next trailer. Uh, okay. This is coming out on Netflix. Uh, it is starring Julia Roberts, uh, Mahershala Ali. Ethan Hawke. Mah- Mahershala. Is it Mahershala? Yeah. Mahershala? Maher- I, Mahershala. Hey, I, I, I tried to sound that one out, all right? Was, I, he's, all right? He's the new Blade. I know that. Yeah, sure. But, you know, that's yeah. that's the only thing I really know of him. I know he's been in a lot of other stuff. I'm not overly familiar with his body of work, though. But, um, yeah, this is Leave the World Behind. I went online this morning and I rented us a beautiful house out by the beach. I figured if I made the reservation and packed our bags, it would eliminate most of the reasons to say no. I just want to know, what is the truth? Interesting. It looks really good. It does, yeah. It started off like, <laughs> with for the first minute and a half, I was like, this doesn't look like horror at all. No, and, and it didn't even end looking like horror either, but it, there's definitely, it's apocalyptic and there's it's, a thriller aspect to it. It's definitely got sure. like a horrific message to it. I actually saw something um, because it it essentially, it, it's it's about this family staying in a, in a rental house and then another family shows up and says, this is actually our house. So they want to stay there while the other family is there. And then while they're there, there's some massive cyber attack that pretty much sends the world spiraling out of but control. But it technically started before then because she's like, oh, the internet's out. Right. So like it, it happened before they showed up. Um, this freaks me out a little bit. Like I saw something the other day. Uh, I don't even remember where it was. It was probably on my for you page on Instagram or something, but it was a dude talking about, and again, I don't even know who he was and I don't know how credible he is, but it sounds kind of accurate. He said, um, well, you heard it on the internet, so it's, yeah, it's credible (laughs) because, well, he said, he said, um, if if there was ever like a if there was ever a, a a cyber attack or something on the U.S. that took out our entire grid, mm-hmm. it would only take nine months, which seems like a long time for our entire grid to be down. Hopefully that will never happen, but it would only take nine months for ninety percent of the country to die. And if to you th- die to die, Jesus. Well, because if you think about it, if you if you like if if the internet goes down we can no longer import stuff because all of our like all of our imports and exports that's all done online you know speak for yourself i import everything via carrier pigeon still <laughs> i mean we might have to go back to that but like everything like uh, the the credit the credit system yeah, like true. the um uh, like all the technology that we use to grow our crops and stuff like that if, if everything was wiped out yeah uh, like it, we would we would descend into chaos almost immediately yeah and people people will get de- cyber people cyber. will get desperate for food people will get desperate for water because even like if the grid went down there'd be no way to uh purify water sure there'd be no way to process foods mm-hmm. for us to eat like it would get really hairy really fast and that's we'd all become vegans and then we'd die faster <laughs> <laughs> um 
it's just it's a scary thought, you know. Well, and in this, a cyber it, attack like the, is probably the scariest thing that could happen to us. Yeah, there is. Um, I I talked before uh, in a past episode about that that YouTube page called the Y Files, mm-hmm. and uh, they have an episode on cyber hacking and cyber attacks or whatever, and it's yeah. one of the scariest episodes they've ever put out. Yeah, it's terrifying yeah. how this stuff exists and it's happened already. We've caught it. Like we're just luckily we're good at detecting things, but like it's it's terrifying. I mean, it, it happens on small levels. There was that, um, where was that? There was that um, that big oil spill, mm-hmm. the pipeline that got taken over. Like there was a big, there was a big cyber attack on mm-hmm. that pipeline and then the uh, like millions of oh. gallons of oil spilled and stuff. Part of me still thinks that the blackout in the late 2000s. Was a was, test. I, I think, no, I, I think <laughs> that, I think that something got attacked. You think so? I've always thought that. Yeah. Really? Oh Yeah. Dude, a, a, a gigantic part of the grid that big just doesn't go down. Yeah. Without there being backups in place to cut it off somewhere or to fix it or to whatever. Maybe that was the real Y2K. I, maybe. It just happened three years later. <laughs> oh, God, the computers can't process 97. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's scary. And then they, and then, you know, they sensationalize a little bit in this movie where she's driving down the the road and there's a bunch of EVs Mm -hmm. flying at them. Like essentially all the electronic vehicles just have a mind of their own and you kind of descend into a maximum over maximum overdrive source. (laughs) That's it. Like, that's the thing. They could remake maximum overdrive these days. And I don't know if it would be good, but you could be more believable. You would be more believable because it would be EVs. You wouldn't even need aliens to do Being it. Being cyber even need attacked. A ca- comet. Right, exactly. It could just See, be... that's what they would do, though. They'd remake it, and they'd make it realistic, and then it would suck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, kind of. But... I mean, that's why, like, that, like the new Chucky movie. Yeah. That's Ooh, why I have every... some Chucky news. That's why everybody up. hated that, because it was... Yeah, too. It was too realistic. Like, oh, he's got a he's got a computer inside of him, and the computer. That's got... why I didn't like it. You liked it. Yeah, I, I thought didn't. it was fun. I didn't like yeah. it. But um, but yeah, I think my favorite part of the show though was uh, Kevin Bacon showing up. Just looking like an old dick. Like, <laughs> but even even still, you said at the beginning of the trailer, you're like, does she ever age in reference to Julia Roberts? Oh. No, no, she doesn't. And neither does Ethan Hawke. No. Kevin, well, Kevin, well, Ethan Kevin, Hawke does. Kevin but... Bacon doesn't either. They just made him look more aged in no, this. No, Kevin Bacon ages. Nah. Yeah, he Under, does. Underneath all that grizzle, <laughs> he's still just a handsome young man. Like I said, he looks like an old man's dick. He's, he's still just Valentine from Tre- Tremors. <laughs> Um, um yeah it looks it looks pretty good though yeah that's no, a movie right not it's a, a movie not yep. a not a yep. um okay not a series yeah I'm, I'm definitely into that yeah that looks good all right james that's uh that's it that's it that's just it. two just wow two. michael just two letting me down this week no all right well we're gonna take a little bit of a break no we're not we're gonna get into <laughs> i'm sorry i'm i'm all scattered that was trailer trashed we watched some trailers obviously i'm sufficiently trashed michael um getting there working on it getting there all right (laughs) uh let's get into the bleed feed all right jen yeah dude um unfortunately we got to start the way that we always hate starting Couple of, a couple of deaths this week. Yeah. Uh, one of them ridiculously unexpected. Uh, the other one uh, tied to my heartstrings. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Mm, I don't know which one is which. 
Well, I've never seen Friends, so. Oh, okay. So not that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, Richard Mole, uh, best known as the bailiff on Night Court, I would say. Bull, yeah. Bull, sorry. Um, oh, Bull. I think. What? I thought, I thought he said I was pronouncing his last name wrong. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Not. He played Bull on Night Court, <laughs> yes. yeah. Uh, he died this week at the age of 80. It doesn't say how he died, just that he uh, died peacefully, uh, which is always the way you want to go. Um, yeah, he. Um, he, my heart's my heartstrings because he was the voice of Norman in the Mighty Max series, which was my favorite, <laughs> my favorite cartoon when I was a kid. Yeah. It was my favorite play sets as a kid. Oh, dear. And I'm, 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 for some reason, this is all like very copacetic because for whatever reason, I've been very, um, distraught over the fact that I gave all of my Mighty Max sets away like two years ago. Yeah. Because I gave them to a friend who wanted them for her kid, which I'm not, that's not necessarily a bad thing um, until I realize how much they're all worth now. Oh, yeah. And I gave away thousands upon thousands of dollars. Really? Yeah. How many did you give well, away? I had the entire run. Oh. I had every single one of them. Because I have a bunch of them at home. Um, uh, I now, I want, I now, I know we're sidebarring here. Um, no, no disrespect here. Uh, Richard. Richard. <laughs> but, it's Dick Mole. But, um, oh, I have one of those. Um, <laughs> Don't we all? Don't we all? No, but like, like I, uh, I, I want to collect them now on card, so unopened on the package, because oh. the Mighty Max, like, carded packages that you would get off the shelf are the coolest, slickest, like, artwork for a toy I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Love them. They also run anywhere between three and $500 a piece. Really? For the carded ones. What what about what about uh like out of, out of box? Loose. Yeah. Uh they're they're still pretty expensive, yeah. Because I got a bunch of them. Yeah. And I don't you should, give you should and I don't I don't give a shit about them, you so should, I'll sell you should, them you shit. Give them to me. No. Here. I, well give them to me and then I'll sell them for you. No. Yes. I will just sell them no. and then I will keep them. No. <laughs> no. Anyway though, uh yeah, he played Norman uh uh in the Mighty Max cartoon. Uh he also though one of our favorite uh, under underappreciated 80s movies. It's a movie called House. Mm. And one of the main characters, monsters in that movie is a Vietnam vet zombie who is kind of like the, I don't want to say like the poster child for the movies, but he's probably the more well-known monster uh, Yeah, from one the of movie. the more recognizable ones. Uh, he played that Vietnam zombie. Big Ben. In House. Big yeah. Ben. Thank you. Yes. Uh, he was also in a He's also ton in a uh, scary movie. He was in... Uh... <laughs> More recently, he was in Sleigh Bells, uh, <laughs> Sorority Party Massacre. Um, so yeah, he was he was pretty pretty steeped in horror culture. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he and will... let's not let's not gloss over his his most famous role, his appearance on Mork and Mindy. <laughs> of course, yeah. Of course, of course. So uh, yeah. rest in peace, though, to Richard Mole. Rest in peace. The other one, though, and I uh, alluded to it earlier, uh, just happened a matter of hours ago from us recording. Uh, Matthew Perry, who played Chandler on Friends, has died. Yeah. Not horror-related, but fuck, he's pop culture. Like, we grew up. I mean, granted, I didn't watch Friends. Right. But I knew who Friends was. Like, I knew who Matthew Perry was. <laughs> I knew who Friends was. <laughs> I knew who Friends was. Uh, but, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, it doesn't matter if you watch the show or not. It was part of pop culture. Sure. Especially for us at our age growing up. Right. Like, it was perfect that, that, that was like that was like the cream of the crop if you will of like perfect pop culture times and us growing up right like trl friends like <laughs> we were prime for all of that yeah uh, but yeah those are the um, only two examples you can come up with trl and friends 
I mean, what else is there in life? I don't know. I just... <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, Carson Daly and friends. Car- Carson Daly and friends. That's all I needed. Uh, he died at the age of 54, uh, which is crazy young. Um, there, I, I'm sure details are going to come out about this more in the next couple of days, uh, but he died of an apparent drowning. He yeah. was found in his uh, jacuzzi. jacuzzi. Yeah. yeah. And I was reading something. Um, there was responders here's here's this is what it was first responders rushed to the house after receiving a call about cardiac arrest so my hypothesis is that he had some sort of a heart episode Mm -hmm. had a heart attack while probably in the jacuzzi uh and sunk under the water and that's probably how he died but if somebody so somebody must have called it in right because i guess yeah unless he did I well you can't you can't call in when you're in cardiac arrest. No, but no, but your heart stops. You can't make a phone call. Well, maybe not full arrest, but my my dad called his own ambulance when he was having a heart attack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if he felt it coming on, he might have called. Yeah, and then and then had the full cardiac arrest after he got off the phone. Sure. So that and that's that's way possible. So um, that sucks though. Like that's just uh, it's a shame. Yeah, it's a bummer. I'm a I, like I'm. I've always been a big fan of Friends. Uh, we watch it pr- pretty regularly. It's just one of those shows that will pop on when we want to watch something randomly. You know, yeah. either Friends or Seinfeld. We'll throw on. So, um, and he had a lot of struggles. Like he, he there's did. there's if you go back and you, I know that you and Kristen have been talking about getting into Friends. Once you get into Friends, you got to go back and 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 like watch the behind the scenes stuff about him and how you can you can see how his body changed from season to season oh yeah and he'd be like oh well this season i was 40 pounds heavier because i was doing i was just drinking or this season i was 60 pounds lighter because i was just coked out of my mind the entire time or i was on pills and stuff like it's and he had been sober for a long time too yeah but i mean there were there were there were people who had their doubts about that because like even even during the uh like the friends reunion thing that I, they I remember, did. I remember that. Yeah. He, he seemed to be slurring his speech and stuff like that. But you know, the, the PR twist on it, on it was, Oh, he had a really long flight and he basically had no sleep at all. And so he was just working off of an yeah. hour of sleep and who knows, who sure, knows what sure. to believe really. That but sounds like a bunch of bullshit. The fact like... is, is that for years and years, he struggled with, uh, struggled with addiction and yep. stuff. So I hope, I hope that this has nothing to do with any of that. I do too. They they said um, that they didn't find any drugs at the scene, and from my understanding, there wasn't any drugs in the system. I don't, I don't know how they can. Tell I don't that know that if quick, they would but... tell it that quick. They would have to do a full aut- autopsy, and and even once they do the autopsy, you're not going to find out anything about the toxicology. Sure, sure. For a couple weeks. It says so. earlier earlier in the morning here, Perry reportedly had come back to his home after playing a two hour pickleball game when his assistant had to run him an errand. Hmm. So maybe he overexerted himself, and yeah. you hear about that shit all the time. Unfortunately, sure, yeah. uh, it says foul play is not to believe to have been a factor in his death. Drugs were not found at the scene. Yeah. So, but that um, doesn't mean there. That doesn't mean anything. I'm just saying it. Just, <laughs> maybe all of the just, drugs were in his I'm just system. Reading what the words yeah, on the no, screen no. are telling. Me. Yeah, I'm not going to make any assumptions right now. I just uh, I hope I hope it had nothing to do with that. But um, either way, yeah. it's either way, it's sad. 54, way too young. Yeah. Way too young. Well, rest in peace, Matthew Perry. Yep. All right. Uh, let's get into some more fun news here, shall we? Uh, you want to start with some Terrifier news? Absolutely. I got two pieces of Terrifier news. Uh, Terrifier 3, which is coming out uh, apparently 
Is it this year? Is it this year? I think so. Ahead of the Terrifiers 3 teasers that slashing into theaters on November 1st. Yeah. Ha! Boom. Uh, Terrifier 3 is a Christmas movie. Oh, nice. They straight up made a Christmas movie for the third entry in the franchise. Cool. Art the Clown is terrifying Christmas, and I couldn't be happier. Uh, we need to do these movies. I've not seen all of them. I've seen parts of the first one. Yeah. Um. We need to do these movies. They're, they're, I don't know why we've put them off for so long. But... They're pretty demented. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. There's some... I've seen... I, I've never actually watched them. I watched the original uh, short film yeah. that they were based off of. Well, he started... Art started in one of those anthology. It was... Was it ABC's of Death or something like that? Or I, it was, I don't think it was ABC's of Death. It was... Um... Something. But it started off in a uh, in a, in an anthology movie. Yeah. Is where his first appearance was. And then they spun him off into these highly successful Terrifier movies. Um, then speaking of Terrifier. Oh, All, ha- All Hallows Eve? Yes. Is that what it was called? I think so. That yeah. sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. Um, speaking of Terrifier, though, uh, director Damien Leone, though, uh, he wants to make a Friday the 13th movie. Oh. like he, He's like actively throwing his hat into the ring for that. And I think it'd be perfect for... I understand that like, Terrifier is already a slasher movie, so you don't want them to look too similar. Sure. But if 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 the Friday the 13th franchise came out of all of this ugliness with the lawsuit and everything else, right? Mm-hmm. And they come back to make a movie, how ballsy would it be to put it in the hands of this guy? Yeah. And just make the most balls out, crazy Friday movie you can possibly make. Yeah. That would That would feel unlike anything else. Now, would it, but would it feel right? Would it feel appropriate? I've never really, I've never really thought of because the, from everything that I've seen of the Terrifier movies, they're just like balls to the wall gore. Yeah. And it's just, it's a lot about the shock value and stuff like that. I, I think that I would, we haven't, like, I, f- I feel like with Friday the 13th with Jason, yeah, it's gory. It's, you know, it's scary. There's kills, there's graphic, graphic kills and stuff like that. But it's I've never really wanted that from Jason. I've never really wanted just like crazy all out gore. You know what I but mean? But you've also never seen it, so how do you know you don't want? I've it? never seen it. That's true. I just feel like but it that's... could be a it could be a fun one off to where it's like because you think of Friday the Thirteenth and you think of the of Jason Voorhees, you think of the kills, right? But when you go back and watch the movies, yeah, they're graphic, but they're graphic by like eighties standards. Sure, the stuff that you get in modern movies is so much worse. Having I mean, even the two thousand combining the two together, though, I think could be even the two thousand very fun. Even the two thousand nine remake, though, a lot of it was. I mean, you know, it was it was gory and the kills were great and stuff, but like, it was more about the. You know what that movie had. It was more about him terrorizing the kids than it was about the actual kills. It was about excellent nipple placement. <laughs> That that's what it's it was true. about. <laughs> just 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 fucking juicy, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I think it could be fun. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Let why him do not? It. Why Let not? Him do it. Let him. Yeah. Hand him the reins for a little while. Uh, Let's see what he does. Speaking of sequels, uh, summer of twenty twenty five, we are officially getting the Black Phone two. Really? Which we like the Black Phone. Um, I'm I'm I I do worry though because the Black Phone was so simple. Yeah. It was such an, an an incredibly simple but effective horror movie. I hope they don't try to spice it up somehow and, well, and I mean, make it. Would, it I don't it would know. have to be a prequel, right? Because he did, you know, spoil, spoiler alert, True. spoiler alert, but the, the bad guy dies at the end of Black Phone. 
he becomes the ghost that's in the basement. <laughs> he's he's one of the ghosts in the phone. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, Ethan Hawke apparently is uh, coming back for it, it sounds like. Okay. And um, uh, yeah. Well, then it helps that he doesn't age. It does. It does. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm into it, though. I like yeah. the black phone, so. Yeah, for sure. Sounds fun. Uh, we have a Hocus Pocus 3 update. Oh. Did you see the second one? I did, yeah. Did you like it? I did. I enjoyed I it. I liked it a lot. I, I enjoyed um, it. I, it wasn't as good as the first one, but I did enjoy it. I, I thought that the... the I, I actually really... In terms of legacy sequels, I thought it was one of the better ones. Yeah. You know, they treated the the source material with respect. Mm-hmm. They updated it, but it was still actually funny. Mm-hmm. Like the whole Walgreens bit in the middle of the movie was one of the funniest parts of it. Yeah, and it's great. Yeah, it that's lands that's yeah, that's one of the the best parts about Hocus Pocus is the Sanderson sisters engaging with the this new environment around them, this new modern environment. So yeah, I I think too it's funny we're watching the new Sex and the City show. Mm-hmm. You know, she likes it, so we're watching it. Of course, you are. um, but it's funny though. You watch like Sarah Jessica Parker, and I feel like she has just played that one character for the, like the last 20 years, right? Which, which one character? Uh, Carrie, oh, whatever okay. her name yeah. Is. yeah, like that. That's what she's known for, sure. It's all it's the only character she plays. And you see her back in Hocus Pocus, too. When you watch it, though. She looks like she's having the time of her life because it's finally something different, mm-hmm. <laughs> like legitimately. And and she chews it up, and she's great. Uh, everybody's great in it. Uh, Bette Midler is great. Um, Bette Midler, no, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Bette Midler, yeah. Bette Midler, uh, Kathy, she's me, Kathy, Kathy Najimy. Yep, they're yeah. all. They all just look like they're having a blast mm-hmm. in that movie. Yeah, and uh, and it, it absolutely shows. Um, so yeah. Anyway, though, uh, we are getting. If if you're curious, we are getting a uh, a third movie. So more info on that when it comes. But um, yeah. Um, I'm excited for it. Cool. Yeah. Uh, apparently, we're getting a Highlander remake starring Henry Cavill. Sign me up, please. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's the news. <laughs> Sign me up. Yeah. Oh, oh, and it's being directed by the guy who did John Wick. That's, Sign me up. <laughs> those, are all, those are all good things, yeah. Um, there's really no info on this other than the fact that they're eyeing a 2024 start. Um, so, yeah. So, who knows? Cool. But, uh, yeah, Henry Cavill is... Fucking, I just like Henry Cavill in general. So. As do I. My speaking of Henry Cavill, I go over to my parents' house the other day. They're watching the Witcher series right now. Are they really? I don't get them sometimes. I really well, don't I mean, understand. Them. You said your mom <laughs> just went crazy for uh, Game, Game of, of Thrones, my, right? Both so the mom and dad. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not. Well, that that threw me for a loop too. I'm not yeah. prepared for this late life. Uh, I want to watch all of the shows with incestuous titties. Like that's that's apparently what they watch now. I don't know. <laughs> incestuous titties specifically. Well, that, was, that was Game of Thrones, pretty much. Well, yeah, there was a lot yeah. of incest, and there's a uh, yeah, there's a lot of it in Witcher too. I think. Come to think of it. All right. So uh, apparently uh, they have a kink. Who knows? Hey, <laughs> let, let Bob let Bob and Barb go off. Let them Any, go off. Uh, anywho, uh, yeah, I'm I'm into all of that. Uh, last bit of news. This is what I have been waiting to get to. Don Mancini, mm-hmm. creative Chucky, you know, all that stuff. Sure. He was uh, he was somewhere this weekend, uh, and he was part of a panel. Somebody asked him a question uh, about a Chucky versus Megan future. Interesting. Could this ever happen? Yeah. Don Mancini's reply. I'm sorry. It was during a chat, so maybe it was an online thing. Uh, but regardless, his reply was, I would say to that, 
stay tuned. Really? Interesting. That's all he needs to say to get everyone pumped because Chucky versus Megan was a thing that was joked about when Megan first came out. Sure. It, they would be stupid to not jump on that. Yeah. In my opinion, at least. Even if it was just for an episode of the of the Chucky TV show, yeah. right? Do something with it. Um, and the fact that they might actually be doing it, I'm so in for. And the new Ch- the the Chucky, I think season three just ended. Looks so good. I gotta catch up on it. Yeah, I gotta get um, caught up. I got too. I got really behind on it. Yeah. But uh but yeah, I'm uh, I'm absolutely into it. And um that's your news. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, cool, man. That sounds good. Um <laughs> I just tell I, me you're disinterested without telling me. No, you're I'm no. Oh, I'm, thanks, man. That uh, sounds good. No, I'm completely <laughs> interested. I thought you were gonna leave me some room to continue talking about it, but oh. you're like, oh, that's the news. So no, well, now well, I'm just like, no, please do. Now I'm just left to just please. jerk off on my microphone. Please do. No, it's good. I just I think that like the idea of because they wouldn't they obviously wouldn't go back to the because the remake of Chucky was sort of uh sort of a Megan thing. Yes. With with yes. the AI gone awry. They're not going to go back to that. They're going to no. make it the actual f- f- biological... What would you call Chucky? He's he's biological, right? Android. I don't know. Well, he's... He's technically... He is. He's a human he's, spirit. He's, he's a human spirit inside of a... Slowly, slowly turning into a more biological... Because, like, you know, as the, as the movies wear on... Yeah. He's... That's part of the curse, is he becomes more and more... Human, almost. I don't know that I... Uh, yeah, but he, his body's never human, though. You know? I mean, he gets to the point where he can be, you know, like... Uh, like what in, would you call that? Like in Child's Play 2, when he gets his arm ripped off, like there's there's blood and there's sinew. And there's... You know what I mean? It's... So you've got that up against the pure AI of Megan. I think that would be... You know what, you know what I want to see? In... Um, the the Toho Godzilla series did a movie where they had their Godzilla up against Zilla from uh, Godzilla '98, the American one. Oh no! And uh, Godzilla Toho's Godzilla killed him and destroyed him in like two seconds flat. Obviously, I want to see Chucky versus New Chucky, and then just take out take out the new one, continue with the old. Yeah, that's what I want to see. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. make it happen, Mancini. <laughs> We're waiting for it. All right, uh, we're gonna take a little bit of a break. We're gonna have, we're gonna pound some more candy. Let's be honest. Yep. And then when we're done with that, we're gonna come back, and it's time for Halloween Four. This is our first episode in a long time where we've had two movies and five. It's is it like, really? It's been like yeah. two months. Yeah. Yeah. It's been we a got long it. time. Yeah. Let's get back on track. Woo! Let's All right. get back on track here, baby. Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. I know that as soon as we uh, had to start talking, you're going to shove a piece of candy in your mouth. What are you talking about? It's gone already. <laughs> I'm good. I eat so fast, dude. Just anything that goes in that mouth, just down. Down so just, fast. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's my claim to fame, baby. All right. So um, Halloween 4 and Halloween 5. Uh, there are two movies that are very decisive 
with fans. Divisive. Divi- I say that all the time. Every single time. Every single Literally time. Literally every time. I say divisive because they divide. Yeah. That's yeah. divisive. Yeah. You usually say decisive. Deci- <laughs> it is decided. <laughs> it is decided. Um, but no, they are very divisive. Um, people typically love four. A lot of people love four. And a lot of people hate five. Yeah. Are they that bad? I don't know. Let's, let's find f- out. Let's find out. Is this a bad brew episode? It's not. But I mean... Is know. it kind of half of a bad brew episode? I think so. Sort Why of, not? Yeah. That's, that's, that's the Halloween treat for you. Yeah, baby. You, you get both. You, you, get, <laughs> you, you get both, baby. All right. So <laughs> Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. Ten years after his original massacre, the invalid... The inv- the invalid. The invalid. It sucks that this is why this is why English is so hard for people to learn because even I don't know it. Yep. Invalid and, inv- and invalid are spelled the exact same way. The invalid Michael Myers awakens on Halloween Eve and returns to Haddonfield to kill his seven-year-old niece. Can did- Doctor Loomis stop him? What did she ever do to him? I know. I don't get it. Right. This is so. This is when. You know, uh, John Carpenter and Deborah Hill wanted to take the Halloween franchise in a different direction. You know, their their intention was never to make more than one movie with Michael Myers. Right. And uh, John Carpenter famously has gone on record saying that the only reason he wrote Halloween 2 was for a payday. Uh, so gotta get that like, Skrilla. Like, he get he that hated Skrilla. the whole like connection, like that it's his sister and all that stuff. Like it was never supposed to be that. Right. So when they got involved in Halloween three, they convinced the studio and Akkad to basically do the original idea, which was a different Halloween story every single year. Yeah, sort of an which anthology. I still think is which I still think is a great idea. Yeah. Um. However, uh, Halloween three, as we all know, underperformed and uh, became hated because Michael Myers wasn't in it. Even though it's awesome. And Mustafa Akkad decided to go back to the drawing board, go back to the well, and make more Michael Myers. Right. Um. So, Halloween four is what we got. I. Uh, and honestly, it's better for it because not only does Sam Loomis come back, but we got uh, Danielle Harris in her very first starring role yep. as Jamie Lloyd, which is her defining role, and now she is a horror icon because of it. Yep. So very well regarded, this movie is. Um, it's very Yoda of me. <laughs> very well, very well regarded. This movie is, <laughs> but um, but no, it, it's got a lot of lovers, and uh, and and for for good reason. It's not a bad Halloween movie. No. No, I actually enjoyed this movie quite a lot and have I think I've um this is I I've I was watching this movie and if I have seen the entire movie, it's been a long time cuz they got to parts in the end of it and I was like, I don't remember this at all. Yeah. So I felt that way when I was watching both of these two. There there's just there's parts of these movies I've seen four a bunch of times. And I've seen half of five, so so obviously the more I get into five, the things are going to be a little bit more sketchy for me. Sure. But even in four, though, it doesn't matter how many times I've seen it. These move like for whatever reason, these middle movies don't stick with me the way that the other movies do. Right? Like it always feels like I'm watching it for the first time. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that is. Yeah. Um. So this one starts with. So I'm a little. Uh. So at the end of two, Loomis sets Michael on fire. Correct. And he says, "Let him burn." But then they do. Do they put him out? I, I can't. Do they actually show him putting putting him out, or is that a? Uh, um, that's a deleted scene. I, I think. think it's a deleted scene. Yeah, something like that. So, Michael, now what is this? Nine? Is it ten years later? Yeah. He's in this 
he's in this hospital. He's still ba- all bandaged up, which doesn't make any sense to me. Because it's been 10 years? Yeah. Well, like, know. why would he still be bandaged up? That doesn't make any sense, right? Logic. Logic, yes. Logic. <laughs> Horror movie logic. So he's all bandaged up. And there's a couple people who come and they're about to transfer him from this hospital to uh, back to Smith's Grove. Yes. Um, from Richmond. So they're bringing him back to the place he already broke out of once. Yeah. He's already escaped (laughs) this place and killed 16 people once. Let's bring him back here. Seems like a good idea. They were they were talking to I I heard, I heard the director talking about the movie. Like we were trying to figure out how to you know how can we how can we get Michael from point A to point B? And we we landed on the whole oh it's when they're moving him that's when he's gonna make his escape. Yeah, just it's the exact same thing that happened in the first movie. Yeah, <laughs> uh, in the first movie he they he escaped from Smith's Grove, right? Yeah. Were they were they planning on yeah? Were they planning on transferring him? Yes. I didn't. I didn't rewatch one this year. I usually watch it every single year, and I didn't watch it this year. And again, for some reason, I can't retain this information. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, why are you taking him back to this place where he's already familiar with the the getaway? That's maybe, a horrible maybe, idea. Maybe, I would say maybe Loomis wanted him back there because that's where the, the the hospital that he worked with him at. But why would Loomis want that? And then also, he's he's a vegetable at this point. Don't so they think. Don't talk about the fact that he has living relatives in front of him because it's going to piss him off, even if he's a vegetable. And yep. that's what happens. They talk about him having a living niece, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he's like, "Oh, I guess I'll come back alive, back to life now, and, and, <laughs> now and was find a good time. my niece." So he escapes once again from the. Uh, he causes a crash in the ambulance, escapes, makes his way back to Haddonfield. Doctor Loomis catches wind of this. And I love Doctor. I love Doctor Loomis. He's one of my favorite characters in all of horror history because of how over the top he is. He's just so dramatic about everything, which you know for good reason because he is hunting this monster essentially. This this whole series, but he's, but he's so over the top, and I love it. I feel like the argument can be made that this entire series is more about Doctor Loomis and his story than anybody else's, including Michael Myers. Or the Strodes, or anybody else. I mean, he definitely, like, in this movie especially, he gets more I'm, he gets more screen time than Michael does. Oh, yeah. I, he, and this is the movie that he begins to become a little bit unhinged in. Yeah. And the next movie, I don't know what the fuck happened to him in the next movie. We'll get he just, there. Yeah, but. he just completely <laughs> loses his mind, which is kind of, I mean, it makes sense. You know, you've mm-hmm. been you've been trying to keep this evil away from Haddonfield from year, for years. It would make sense that you lose your mind a little bit over it, you know. Um, so, uh, young uh, Danielle, what the hell's her Jamie? Young Jamie starts to see, starts to have she, these visions. Of, she apparently has like a mental, like like psychic connection. It's like a psychic connection between her and Michael, and she starts to have these visions of this boogeyman. Yeah, who keeps popping up, you know, in random places in her house and stuff like that. Uh, this is the introduction to shoulder pad michael (laughs) which is i think like a lot of people like to go back and forth on the masks in the halloween series like shoulder pads huh it's it's the shoulder pads for me in this one it's so egregious it's like everything about michael myers is a bit egregious in this movie honestly the mask is fucking 
awful. The mask is not. It's not the worst mask out of all. Ooh, no. it, it's it's up there for me. Mm, I it's see, up like there for me. I I there's one thing I do like about the mask in this movie is that it's just absolutely stark white, which helps when it's you know when they do that cool little trick with Michael where he's standing off in the shadows and they'll they'll have just a little bit of light on his face sure, suddenly. Sure. It helps with that. And this mask is like particularly emotionless. Like some of them have a little bit more emotion, like a little bit of furrowing in the brow and stuff like that. This one is just completely blank. And, Every... and it makes it a little more unsettling. I think if he didn't have the shoulder pads, it would work a lot better. Every mask in the original series, though, past part two, sucks. Like none of them are good. They're all they're all terrible. I never realized that part two was the same mask as part one. Same exact. It's mask. just that the actor had a bigger head, and so it, it it fit him tighter. Well, that and the the mask was like literally deteriorating. In oh, part it two. sat under yeah. wow, what's her face Deborah Hill's bed for like something like that. Yeah, for a few years, and she was a chain smoker, so it got all yellow. Yellow and, and yeah, yeah. I never realized though because people have always talked about uh, Michael in the second movie and like oh it's big head Michael. And it was the same exact mask. It's just that it fit. Uh, what was it his name? Out more, Dick yeah. Dick Warlock or whatever his David was he in too? Dick Warlock. I think yeah. was because Tony Moran was the original, yeah. right? And then Dick Warlock was the second one, and he just had a bigger, fatter head, and it it, it fit his head a lot tighter, which made it look different. This movie, the mask isn't great, but it's. I would say it's better than. I would say it's better than five for sure. Five I, was five. I disagree. Was, five was weird. Long neck, Michael, and he well, had like but, he had kind of like a skinny long nose. I don't want to. I don't want to jump all around here. But since we're talking about the masks, yeah, the reason I like, I actually prefer part five's mask. Do you really? They're both terrible, yeah. but I prefer part fives. The reason that he looks like he has a long neck is because they made this fucking weird ass decision, and I don't even know if it was a decision. I think it maybe just have been happenstance. They didn't tuck the mask into his jumpsuit. Right. That's why it looks weird. Yeah. It's the only movie, I'm pretty sure, where the mask is over the jumpsuit. So that's why it looks like it's so big and long. It just it just sticks out more. I wonder why they did that. I don't know. It's such a weird but choice. The mask, the mask in five to me, like, even though I call it the Nick Cage mask because it looks like Nicolas Cage. Or or um what's his name? The guy, uh the um Harland uh what's his oh, name? Harlan Williams. It kinda looks like Harlan Williams a little Absolutely, bit too. Absolutely it does, yeah. Um but I feel like that one though has there's just something about it that is a like you said emotionless about number four. Yeah. It's number five like the fives mask is emotionless, but it doesn't look silly. The mask in Forge looks silly. Like there's nothing scary about it. You know? Yeah. Like that's that's the problem. Like like none of them look good, but I, at I, least the one in 5 doesn't look silly. I get me. what you I get what you're saying. I do disagree though. That's, I just that's I fair. I just think like in I'm going to have a lot of bad takes. No, in, it's, in, in, <laughs> it's, no this 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 one we can just kind of chalk up to just personal preference when it comes to the looks of the mask. Sure. And next week, just heads up. It's like what brand of shit do you like better? Right. <laughs> Which one has more glitter on it? Um, <laughs> next week, just a heads up. I I do want to because you know I love masks. Yeah, we're gonna rank all the masks. Okay, that's all fine. of them, that's including fine. the Rob Zombie movies, including the David Gordon Green movies. We're gonna rank them. Is this gonna be like uh, when we're supposed to rank the Saw movies? <laughs> rank last the Saw week? movies. <laughs> we were supposed to do that this week, but we will do that 
sometime soon. Might not be next week because next week we're going to focus on Michael Myers mask. Yes. But um, we will come. We will hit you with the the saw goodness at some point in time. Oh yeah. Um. So anyway, let's get back into this movie. You have Michael as an escapee. Loomis is back on the track because everybody's an idiot except for Loomis, obviously. You know who I okay, you know one of one of my favorite characters and I would love to see a spin-off of Reverend. Yes. <laughs> yes. Dude, if they I did need to know where he came from. If they did a spin-off of of him and Loomis it's the buddy hunting it's a it's 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 the the buddy buddy cop movie you never knew you needed with this crazy ass (laughs) reverend alcoholic reverend reverend jackson yep (laughs) and loomis because i like their interaction is really kind of i don't know it's like it's charming it is charming (laughs) because loomis loomis is all about business yeah as soon as he realizes that um that michael's on the loose again he's just 100 percent business but when he gets in that truck with reverend he cracks a couple smiles. He has a little drink of whiskey. Like, the Reverend is just a fucking alcoholic driving across <laughs> country trying to find God knows what. Like, but, but they have that connection because he's, he, he looks at Loomis and he says, I could tell you were chasing the devil the minute I saw you. And Loomis is like, wow, like that's that's insightful, even though he's a, a madman, obviously. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's just like... Uh, the Reverend is chasing evil in a very symbolic sort of way, and and Loomis is chasing evil in a very literal sort of way. To to see them gang up together, and and hunt down evil, I think would make for a great I need buddy cop scenario. I need like a cross between like uh, um, Lethal Weapon and The Exorcist and <laughs> like The X Files. Like that's that's what I need. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent, dude. I would watch that. Hands- My my notes literally is uh, Reverend Jackson's the best fucking drunk. I want to see the side story. <laughs> That's my note. <laughs> he seems like he would fit in in like a Children of the Corn situation too. Absolutely, you could you put know? them in any situation. Yeah, you, you just hunt, just traveling across the country hunting evil. Um, so Loomis makes it back to Haddonfield. You now have Jamie, who's living with her foster family. Mm-hmm. Which includes her sister Rachel and her, their parents, or her parents. Did Lori rather. die? Yeah. Did they explain that? I, I was I missed that the first time watching this. I don't remember how she said they died though. Was it a? Because it was her and her, her both of her parents died. Was it yeah. a car wreck or something like that? I can't remember. I'm gonna look it up. Um. So, but anyway, so she's she's in this foster family, and um. It's it's a well known fact in Haddonfield that she is from she's Lori's Lori Strode's daughter. Yeah. Which means she is crazy stock because her uncle is the boogeyman. The children in this movie are Uncle? So, the children in this movie are so cruel. They, that was oh one of the God. things that I was like Lori's an orphan. I was like I was like, listen, I I I I'm ashamed. Or Jamie, not Lori. Jamie. I'm ashamed to say that i've I've been I've been I've been on both the receiving, but also the giving end of bullying in my life. Um, I would never bully somebody for being an orphan. That's just so shitty, dude. Jamie's an orphan. <laughs> like, it, oh, your parents are dead. Fuck you, man. Yep. <laughs> like this, these kids. 
there was like a severe lack of kids dying in this movie because I was like, oh, all these little bastards need to be taught a lesson. But gosh, what a what a terrible. We have a guy thing. for that. What a terrible thing to make fun of somebody for, for having dead parents. Yeah. Um. So she's she's living she's trying to live a normal life with her foster family, but she's having these weird visions. She's being made fun of by kids, and she just decides that she wants to go out and have a normal night out on the town trick or treating, and that's where all this kind of kicks yeah. off once Michael makes his way back to Haddonfield. So. What did you think of let's let, let's break down the characters cuz uh Rachel what did you think of Rachel? Rachel was the older sister, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh I actually liked Rachel's character. I thought she was a little bit of a bitch at first cuz she's like just bitching about having to take her sister out. Um which it her stepsister so maybe their relationship wasn't that great up until then. Sure. I don't know. It seems like maybe it was okay, but um I I actually liked her. I I liked her. She she struck me as just normal. You know, like she she wants to have her own life and do this, and she's stuck having to be home babysitting and this and that. Like I get it; it's a it's a normal reaction. I feel like to somebody that age. I will um, say, like she, I found her annoying sometimes. She was mostly all right. She did take charge really well, though. Like when, when shit started to go down, her voice got an octave lower, and she's like, "Jamie, come this way. <laughs> Climb up on the roof. Climb on my back." But <laughs> she was she was like a pretty pretty no nonsense as like a as a um, when it comes to slashers typically when you have this kind of cannon fodder it's they're just like stupid teens you know they don't yeah. really know what to do I f- I feel like she was pretty authoritative in that situation like she she actually held her own pretty well I thought so. You you bring up her being on uh, uh, Jamie being on her back when she's on the roof. Why the fuck would you put her on your back? It would have been so much easier to climb up that roof together. Yeah, you could literally just stand up and walk up. Yeah. It. Why 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 <laughs> did you put her on her back? And then in in part five, the cop tries to do the exact same thing, and then just like spins in a circle and puts her down. Oh nope, yeah, we can't do that. Yeah, just <laughs> just send her, dude. Oh. <laughs> she weighs like fifty pounds, soaking wet. She can climb up a roof. I don't get it. Um, speaking of of Jamie Danielle Harris, um, we uh, oftentimes on this show we will harp on child actors because yeah. you know, let's face it, child actors they don't have the they don't have the chops that their adult counterpart car, adult counterparts have a lot of the times, or uh, you know, just trying to get like real emotion out of kids is is tough. I get that. Uh, Danielle Harris as a was she actually nine years old when she filmed this? She, if she wasn't, she was around there. She was great. She was fantastic. Yeah, like the reason that she's well, you know, well regarded as yeah. a yeah as a as a child actress. Like she, you watch her in peril in this movie, and you really believe it, and it's upsetting. Yeah, like it's really upsetting. <laughs> yeah, I was I was just gonna say it's funny because uh, according to Danielle Harris, the role was between her. And um, the chick from Clarissa explains it all. Oh, uh, um, uh, Melissa Joan Hart. Melissa Joan Hart. She was up for the role as well. It was between the two of them, apparently. Really? How different would this have been if we got Clarissa <laughs> instead of that Daniel would, Harris? Yeah, that would be weird. It never would have worked. It, in my opinion, never would have worked. It might have. Are they the same age? I guess they're probably around the same probably age, around right? Probably around yeah. So she would have I mean, we wouldn't know the difference, in fairness. Sure, yeah. But... Uh, but yeah, that could have been I mean, very different. But if you watch, actually, my daughter just started watching Sabrina the Teenage Witch. 
the acting's not great. Oh, terrible. <laughs> so, terrible. So I can only imagine what, you know, what uh, Melissa Joan Hart would have done with this role. And it, 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 it would have come across more as a child actor doing their yes. child actor thing. So they made the right choice. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's one of the that's one of the parts of this movie that I like. I the fact that she's able to uh, make her performance so convincing is like even uh, like all the all the kind of corniness aside in this movie because there is a lot of corny sure, stuff. Sure, sure. All the corniness aside, every scene that she's in, she makes it very believable, and it kind of makes you wonder like how. How much would how much would some like filming a movie like this mess up a little kid? Oh yeah, you know that was I know that was the thing that they were like really um, conscious of. Well, who they played? Went, yeah, who played Michael Myers in this movie? It was I forget um, the guy's name. Um, I'll look it up. You. Sorry. Yeah, no, they were they were very conscious about that. Though. They wanted to make sure that when they hired somebody to play the role, that it wasn't gonna like permanently fuck them up. You oh, know, George George P. Wilbur. Like I read something that he he would often take his mask off during the shooting of to the not scare film him. to let her know, like, hey, I'm not actually gonna kill you. Yeah, it's just George. Yep, I'm just George. George. Um, George. Yeah. So uh, this whole movie. It, it's essentially just a cat and mouse. It's uh, yeah. You, it's you, nothing special. No, it's in, really... in, in terms of like storytelling or anything, it's pretty. It's pretty straightforward, and that's what Mustafa Akkad did. Like he, he was always the kind of guy. To, at least it always struck me as the kind of guy that would always, always, always reach for the low hanging fruit if he thought that was going to be the best way to make his money. Sure, that's why he went back to Michael Myers in the first place. Mm-hmm. That's what made money. Yeah, like he had no care about the story he just wanted to to make a successful movie which is the job of a studio head so i i totally understand it but um yeah i i I felt like there was nothing whereas the first movie revolutionized like the slasher genre created the slasher genre really Mm -hmm. you know the second movie was just kind of more of the same the third movie in retrospect now you know, did has this great legacy of doing something different mm-hmm. and 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 what have you. This movie though is is well regarded because of the characters, but the movie itself is nothing special. No, it's it it's, didn't it didn't do anything to push the envelope to change anything to it. Yeah, it's just another Halloween movie, and I'm fine with that. Sure, like it's fine. I I I almost think that like working in that small little. Because this is the this is the jumping off point of the Thorn trilogy, which yes. if you don't know, like the cult of Thorn is how they end up explaining why Michael is this unstoppable machine. He's not just human; he's this cursed being because of this cult. And they they really didn't need that in this movie. No, and well, it wasn't really in this movie. Uh, they show the don't they show they show the tattoo once in this movie? Yeah, on his Are wrist. You sure? Yeah. They show it in the next movie. Do they not show it? I don't think they do. I think that this movie is only connected to the Thorn trilogy, or a part of it, because it directly connects with five. Because and it's... five and six have are, are all thorned out. Oh, am I thinking of? I must be thinking of like the opening scene from five. Yeah, where's, I am. Where his hand falls. Yeah, down his hand whatever, falls right? down. Yeah. You see the cult yeah, of that's, Thorn. That's five. Okay. All right. Okay, so yeah, so really this was just a, a return to form. Then it was just Michael coming back and messing yep. shit up. What do you think of What do you think about Michael Myers in this movie as a as a character? 
I thought it was I thought it was like he, it, it was pretty standard until you got toward the end when um like when he has the uh the grave site set up in the attic and Jamie ends up up there and that's what five. that's five no it's not yeah, is it, it? Is. Yeah, am I thinking five. of five again that's five I do the same thing These where two... she's where she says uncle yeah that's five is that five again yep what the shit yep because they use because they use her as bait and then he comes back to the house or whatever and she's running around she can't uh she can't figure out what room it's in so she goes to the attic oh because four ends up they go to the they're in the house and then they escape the house they fall off the roof and then they go to the school yeah oh and then okay yeah and then four the thing that we skipped over is there's also a a mob of like angry rednecks yeah so we're out hunting michael at the same time (laughs) one of my takeaways from this i never realized it before you know i gave halloween kills a lot of shit because i thought that it didn't really fit in the series Uh uh-huh that they just remade this plot point of Halloween Four. Oh yeah, yeah. That's all it was. Because mm-hmm. it's all about the mob mentality. It's all about the people taking charge. I actually really like. And they did that in two as well. They did that in two a little bit because there was a like a, a group of people who had gathered outside the Myers house. A little bit, but this one felt more like it. This one was actually like a mob of dudes hunt, like out on the streets hunting for Michael and shooting at whatever yeah. they saw, and they end up killing. I actually uh, like like an innocent bystander. And there's stuff a, like there's that. a specific group of guys that are at a bar and they go to call the police station and nobody picks up. And the guy's like, the bartender's like, nobody, nobody never picks up at the police station. Something must be wrong. Let's go, guy. Yeah. Like, they're really standing up for their community. Like they're worried. <laughs> yeah. they're, they might be a little bit misguided, but they're genuinely worried and they do good and they help they help Jamie at the very end and everything else. Well, and to that, I like them a lot. To that point too, this was this was one of the like. In movies, cops are always some of the most frustrating characters, right? Because they somebody shows up and they're trying to tell them that something horrible is going on, and they're just like, "Eh, fuck you," you know, you're crazy. I actually appreciated when when uh, when Loomis shows up at the Haddonfield PD, and he walks in and he says, "Michael Myers has escaped. He's coming here. He's gonna kill Jamie Lloyd." And at first, the cops are like, ah, you're crazy. What are you talking about? Michael's been a vegetable for the past 10 years and blah, blah, blah. And they go from not believing him to believing him pretty quickly. And Sheriff, what was his name? Uh, Sheriff Meeker. Mm-hmm. Sheriff Meeker like takes charge pretty quickly. And that's something you don't typically see in, in slasher movies. Usually, sure. Usually the cops are frustratingly skeptical. Of especially like a character like Loomis because he seems like a crazy person, right? Yeah. So, well, he f- is a crazy person. Well, I mean, he is a by little the, bit crazy, but by f- this point, he is slowly turning into the crazy. Of person. course, yeah. yeah. But the fact that he showed up and he explained everything to Meeker, and within two minutes, it was it all happened within one scene. Like it didn't take anybody being well. It took a few people along the way being murdered, but. It didn't take anybody in Haddonfield being murdered for Sheriff Meeker to believe what Loomis was telling him and actually get his cops, get get his deputies on board and out patrolling the streets to find Michael Myers. Yeah. Which, like I said, that doesn't typically happen in, in horror in horror movies like this. So I was that's part of it that I liked. I was like, I like that the cops were on board pretty quickly, you know? Yeah, they they understood that something weird was happening yeah um yeah so you end up at sheriff meeker's house with his 
uh, daughter, who's a whore. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and what was his name? Bobby? Uh, no, was it Bobby? No. Uh, Billy? Was it Brady? Brady. 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 Yeah. Brady was a dick. Brady was Brady, a dick. Brady sucks. Yeah. <laughs> He was in uh, he was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, wasn't he? The original movie? Yeah, maybe. I know he's in Dazed and Confused. I'm pretty sure he was in in uh, well, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Brady too. was supposed to be with Rachel. With Rachel. Yeah. And then because Rachel doesn't want to just you know fucking put out, he's like, "Well, fuck you! I'm gonna go get it from the big titted whore." <laughs> well, she's she's like, "I have to take my I have to take my sister trick or treating," and he's like. You canceled on me last minute, so <laughs> I guess I'll go me. just. I guess I'll just go bang the sheriff's <laughs> daughter. Um, this and is, she is, and she is a, a terrible character too. Like she is the anti everything. You would never make a, a movie nowadays where there's a character where it's like, "Come on, Rachel, you know what guys want. Just give it to them." Like, <laughs> and, and, but it's unapologetic. Like, yeah. Like I don't like the 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 oh, knock you over the head woke culture stuff. We talked about that a couple <laughs> yeah. weeks ago with totally. Uh, uh, totally killer. But it's funny, though, to watch how movies differ from back then to now. Yeah. Like, you'd never see these characters now. You just wouldn't. Well, she They shows, wouldn't write them like that. She shows up at the door to greet trick-or-treaters. With, with no pants with on. With no pants on. I'm like... <laughs> and then she keeps no pants doing? on when her dad gets home. <laughs> She's just walking around with her ass hanging out. And her dad, the sheriff, is there. Oh, boy, honey. <laughs> like... The, ki- the kids, she starts what to realize. What's going on after hours here that they're so okay with this? She starts to realize that she's seeing a lot of the same costumes and it's just the same set of kids walking down <laughs> to the sidewalk, coming back up to the house. Trick or treat. <laughs> so um, let's so talk. What are you, a coat hanger? <laughs> or a coat rack, rather? <laughs> let's talk about the kills in this movie. I So that's one of the things I wanted to get before when I asked you how you felt about Michael Myers. Yeah. Because they upped the gore in this movie a lot compared to the first two movies. They did, yeah. In terms of it being like a like standard slasher fare. Right. But it wasn't so much. I remember before years ago, because I only seen Halloween 4. Excuse me. Like uh, this middle part of the... the se- Jeez. Are you okay? The hiccups are real tonight. You need some peanut butter? Um, The... The middle part of the series was always kind of a black spot for me because I'd never seen them up until, I don't know, five years ago, I think it was. Mm-hmm. We were actually carving pumpkins here and we watched it for the first time. Jen yep. was over, I think, actually. Yep. And, um, and that was the first time that I had seen it. And I had always heard that like they unnecessarily upped the violence for these, even though the shape was always supposed to be more terrifying in presence than in gore or, sure. or whatever. Yeah. Um, and even though this movie definitely upped the gore factor i didn't think that it was too much like it, it, a lot of movies were way more over the top than this ever was no it was like i mean it, the gore was really more in when you would see the aftermath yes, yes you know like the he kills the guy at the by the way worst job to have when you're in a when you're in a halloween movie gas station attendant oh yeah it's the worst yeah. you're dying no matter what Yep. Um. But yeah, like that guy drops down from the ceiling and he's all wrapped up in the chains. There's the um the deputy who is dead in the candlelight with his arms twisted behind his back. The one my favorite, probably my favorite kill of the movie was, uh, when the daughter, what was her name, uh, Kelly, Kelly Meeker, <laughs> she goes to talk to the deputy, and he's sitting in a rocking chair. 
but then she she looks over and she realizes the deputy's dead, so it's actually Michael Myers sitting in the rocking chair, and he's holding a double barrel shotgun. Yeah. Oh, and he's and I was like, I was like, is he gonna is he gonna use this shotgun on her? Because it's that that's not typical of Michael sure. Myers, right? Nope, he doesn't use the shotgun on her. Instead, he he stabs her through the stomach and impales her into the wall. It's like a callback. That's back. so Michael. It's a yeah. It's so Michael. It's <laughs> the only thing that was missing was the head tilt. Yep, yep. I was waiting for it. and I'm actually happy they didn't do it. Why though? Why what? Why are you happy that they didn't do the head? Because tilt? that would have just that would have just been a cheap callback to the first movie. But that's it's still Michael Myers. It's it is. His, it's in his nature to him just to stabbing like do her, that sort of inquisitive look. You know, him just stabbing her with a weapon that's not meant to be stabby. Mm-hmm was enough like this shows his brute strength that you don't need to do every little thing every time he does it yeah realistically he wouldn't do that every single time yeah plus he's already seen it he did that he did it that first time because he didn't understand what he was looking at like he was admiring his work by this point by this point he's like a seasoned killer so yeah. yeah yeah that makes sense you know yeah for sure you don't have a freak out every single time you taste a delicious steak the first like the way that you did the first time hey Speak for yourself. I'm brother. just saying. Speak you, for yourself. I'm just saying. Every time I bite steak, I'm just like. Oh. I think my I think my favorite kill was actually in the very very beginning, where he just hand palms somebody's head and shoves his finger into the forehead of of the chick. Oh yeah, that was weird. <laughs> like it was just brutal. Like it shows his brute strength. Was that inside the ambulance? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. After they after she made yeah the he mis- just. Fucking palms her head and just crushes her face with yeah. his fingers. Like it was just brutal. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, I loved that. I did love the uh, the shotgun one. Um, yeah, he had a lot of good kills in this movie. And like I said, none of them seemed so over the top to where they didn't fit. Um, yeah, they yeah, were. It was, I... it was the eighties. It was it was slasher mania. So yeah, I'm happy we got a little bit of it. To be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you end up with uh, you end up with Jamie and Rachel fleeing the scene uh they end up in a truck where uh michael attacks them he's riding on the top of the truck they throw him off the front and then the cops the cops realized that they were because they were all going the opposite way how they they realized really fast that something bad was happening because they caught up with rachel and jamie pretty quickly yeah and then they just waste him they shoot him up they've got giant machine guns and they're just lighting him up and he falls down into an old mine shaft mm-hmm. is that what that is i don't want the very end here yeah yeah they they blow him away into a giant mine shaft and it you think down to the river you think okay that's it for michael he's dead yep. he's he's done and they pull at the end this is where jamie her what do you her trauma from the whole situation i don't know like so they've obviously got some sort of psychic connection. Do you think it was when she walked up to him and she held his hand? There was sort of that like tran- transfer, yeah. transfer of. Well, that's what they. Well, I mean, if you if you go with that storyline, which they didn't, it, right. that was originally that was originally the plan. She was supposed to take over. It was supposed to go into her, and um, when five came around, they just Mustafa God again. He goes, no, people people don't want to see her as this. They want more Michael Myers. So they they changed the whole story. It was kinda like it was kinda like in Friday the thirteenth where It's the same exact thing with Tommy Jarvis. Tommy Jarvis. The exact Tommy same Jarvis thing. loses his mind at the end of um what was that five or six? Four. Was it four? It was four, yeah. And they set him up to be 
a, a bad guy at the end. And then, and then in the next movie, he's 15 years older and he's just, he's a mental patient, but he's not a, a murderer or anything yeah. like that. It's yeah. kind of like that. So this is where we could probably transition into five, right? Yeah, probably. Um, I, I think we pretty much covered everything. Yeah, in, I don't think there's anything four, else right? for four. Just, just real, real quick recap. I like four. It's not my favorite Halloween movie. Um, I, it's serviceable. It's fine. I can watch it. I can enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fine. I like other. I like other. Um, even later for uh, uh episodes. Like but, when you uh, get in at like H two O and stuff like yeah, that. H two O is great. Yeah. H two O is fantastic. Um, but yeah, it's a four's four's good. It it does its job. Um. Now to start off, I'm just gonna start five off with a with a real bad take. Mm-hmm. I actually really like five. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of people don't like it. Um, mm-hmm. I've already said that I like the mask better, at least from like the chin up, because the fold out folded out neck looks awful. It looks like an uncircumcised dick just walking around <laughs> on a on a masked killer. Um, but no, that that look is terrible. But I do like the the actual mask itself. I don't know why. I just do. It looked like it had a nose job, though. I, I I know. I'm not. I'm not. Like I'm not even trying to defend my my <laughs> my uh, my 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 thoughts on this. I just look at it and I get a better feeling from it. The movie itself too gave off major Friday Part Two vibes to me. And I don't know if it's because they spent some time in, in the barn, or if it was just the overall look of it, like the upstairs area. Well, that would have been Friday Three, the barn. Oh yeah, that's what I meant. Friday? Th- no, no, no. It was Friday too. It was Baghead Jason. That was Friday too. No, Friday three is the one where the the group of kids go to stay at the cottage and they have the the hayloft. But I'm thinking of Baghead Jason. Baghead Jason is never actually in a barn. No, you, in 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 maybe the 2009 one he might be. I swear to God he was. I no, you're wrong on this. No, I, I just watched him so. Okay, well, I could, we'll come back. I could be obviously when I, obviously I was mixing four and five together earlier here, so I I might be I might be um, mixing up my Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, but I'm fairly certain that Baghead Jason is never in a barn. I think That's that all, Maybe... I think that all the barn scenes are in in three. I mean, okay, I'll when take your I'll take cottage. your word, I'll take your word for it. I I could have sworn that it was two, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue with you. Um, but yeah, no, I just felt though like this movie had major. We'll just say Friday part two or three vibes to it. Sure, like the because of the barn, the upstairs uh, in the in the in the um, in the house later on in the attic. I don't know why I got major just Friday vibes from that. I, I guess I could because like Jason has, and that would be two. Like um, Jason has the the little. Um, like uh, the altar set with up his, with his mom's yeah, head and yeah, there's yeah. candles burning and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely when uh, Jamie makes her way up to the attic, it kind of has that feeling where yeah. it's it's got like a like it's like an altar almost because the um, the coffins there and there's candles lit everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so real quick though, before we before we get on here, uh, Halloween Five came out in 1989. Uh, it was directed by Dominique Othian Othanine Girard, who Othanine, also did yeah. Who also did the uh, Omen Four and a couple episodes of Red Shoe Diaries? Oh. So real pro. What up, um, David Duchovny? One year after the events of Halloween Four, the return of Michael Myers, the shape returns to Haddonfield once again to attempt to kill his now mute niece. Well, there's and that's there's, there's a big plot point. Uh, Jamie Lloyd is now mute. She's mute after her 
Maybe she got hit in the throat by a washing a machine. A washing machine, yeah. That might have been what happened to yeah. her, actually, yeah. The untold story of the... <laughs> I mean, that's not the, it's not the craziest thing in the world. There's people who have gone mute after a really traumatic ins, ins, uh well, I'm sure they got their... it from somewhere, yeah. Yeah. It's just, it was just, it's an interesting choice, though. Yeah. After how good she was, like, vocally and, like, acting-wise and all that in part four, it's interesting to me that they chose her to then not have any lines at all for the first half of the movie. But again... She was so good at playing the role as a mute kid. Like sure, she's, she's great. Like just the emotion on her face, and she was like as a as a kid who was nine or ten years old, being able to cry on command the way that she did. Like that's that's pretty impressive for a child actor, you know. Sure. Um. So, uh, Michael, <laughs> Michael is saved by a because at the end of at the end of four, he gets he gets lit up. And he's about to die. And then this... He, crawl, he crawls into the river, which leads into a sewer system. Yeah, he takes a nice little nice little ride down the stage one rapids. And he ends up in this little encampment of a, of a, of a bum, basically. Mm-hmm. And this guy's just a good-natured guy. He's like, oh, here's somebody who could use my help. And so he <laughs> nurses him back to health. Apparently, it takes... Has he been laying there unconscious for a full well, year? This, this guy, here's the thing. This guy is the one, I believe, that puts the tattoo on Michael Myers' wrist. So this guy's not just a regular regular old dude that in his good nature, he's taking care of him. You think he put that tattoo there? It's the first time that you ever see the tattoo is when his arm flops over. But that would, see, I to me, to me, I, I think that the implication is that Michael Myers has always been cursed. Like so this is just the first time that we're seeing this it. This is the only the yeah, this is the first time that we're becoming they, aware of it because cuz they do show that rune in the Myers house later on. It's on the wall in the Myers house yeah, itself. Yeah. They add that into it. Right. I don't know, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. I always assumed that it was that guy that did it, but you're right. He's different than the guy in black. It's not the same guy cuz right. he, he obviously kills him. So yeah, you're 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 probably right then. Yeah, so this okay. guy nurses working through this in real time. This guy nurses Michael back to health, which was a huge mistake because when yep. Michael uh, realizes that he still has this psychic connection with Jamie, he wakes back up and just immediately kills the dude. <laughs> it's like, yep. bro, I've been taking care of you for so long, and you're just gonna strangle me to death. What a dick move. Um, so he he kills this dude. He makes his way back to Haddonfield. I felt like um. I felt like the 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 first the first little bit where he's restocking Rachel and and her friend, it was pretty it was pretty good. Like I it it felt like uh, original original Halloween again. A little bit. Like you got with, a lot of the him peering from behind bushes and shit like that. A little bit. The 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 big thing that kills me in this movie, absolutely kills me, is. Why the fuck is Michael Myers just stealing every car he finds and driving around so much? He's such a good... It's so distracting, though. Like Michael Myers should not be driving a car, <laughs> ever. I mean, that was always one of the biggest points of contention with the original. I, yeah. With the original then Halloween, because... why does nobody bring up part steals, five? <laughs> he steals a car in the original, and it's like, how? where where would he have learned to drive? So, but why, does nobody, why does nobody not bring that up for part five, though? He spends the majority of the movie just driving around Haddonfield, and especially gets like uh, not only is he not only can he drive a car, 
but once he gets that, is that a Mustang? It's uh, it's if it's not a Mustang, it's something like I think, adjacent. I yeah. think it's a Mustang, but like once he gets that, he's burning out. He's oh, like, yeah. he's squawking him. He's fucking. He's a pretty good maybe driver. He, maybe he watched a bunch of Top Gun when he was in, uh, or not, or not, not Top Gear when he <laughs> when he was in the mental asylum. <laughs> maybe he was in the asylum with uh, what the hell's his name, Dom <laughs> from. <laughs> After after From the Fast and after the events of Fast and Furious, which if you didn't know actually took place in the seventies, he was in the mental institution with Dom because Dom was uh, broken up about the death of his brother. Yeah, and so he learned how to drive from Dom. That makes sense. Well, we're uh, we're, we're gonna go with that. <laughs> yeah, we're this is we're we're fan. We're, this is fan fiction at this point. Um, so he makes his way back to Haddonfield. He's stalking. I I didn't think I didn't think Rachel was gonna die so fast. I didn't either. I kind of liked though that because uh, I actually was was that the same friend was Tina the same friend from four? Yes. In the car. Yes. Yeah. Like she, the brunette. Yeah. Yeah. She was annoying in the first one, but I also well she was annoying for a little bit in the first one, but then she actually uh, genuinely seemed like she liked Jamie and cared about her. And then in the fifth one, she was a really good person. Like she, she would come to uh, the mental institution to like hang out with Jamie all the time. And and I actually I liked her character a lot. I thought she was sweet. She almost kind of treated Jamie like she was her little sister. And so I was bummed out when they killed off Rachel pretty quickly in the movie. But the fact that Tina took over as sort of that big sister. Uh, role I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Even though she was more interested in going getting laid than she was really looking out for Jamie. Sure, sure. <laughs> Which hey man, you're a teenager. That's that's what you do. That's what you do. You yeah. go get laid. Yeah. Um. I you you saw Michael Myers's face a lot in this movie. There's his two, actual face. Yeah. You see it in the beginning and you see it at the end. When did you see it in the beginning? Oh, I guess when he's in the in the the hobo encampment. Yeah. 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 Did you, you, see, you see it there, and then you see it later on when he's uh, when they're when in the Jam- attic. When, when Jamie has him take his mask off. Yeah, yeah. I actually rewound that and, and watched it a couple times, and like did did slow mo because I wanted to just see if they if they did anything to his face. Because in the first movie in 1978, was his? Oh no, she stabbed his eye. She yes. stabbed his eye with a coat hanger. So I went back to watch this to see if they would have done anything with his face. You know? Oh, they didn't. No, they didn't. No. But I wanted to know like how how much they were gonna keep the continuity, you know. Sure, what I mean? sure. To see if his eye was all fucked up. But it wasn't. He was just a normal looking dude. Yep. Um his hands are all scarred up from the fire though. Mm-hmm. They show that uh Loomis is all fucked up now in this movie. Loomis, like holy shit. Loomis is back and he's crazier than ever. He's crazy as shit, actually. And I feel like if it wasn't for Michael Myers being all killy killy, Loomis would be the big bad in this movie. <laughs> yeah. He's crazy as shit. And he's yeah. he's an asshole. I I I and I kinda like you watch him and you're like, he's it looks it looks like he's pushing Jamie too much and he's like really getting in her face and being kind of a dick to her. But at the same time, he's like, his intentions are good. Like he wants to stop Michael Myers because Mm -hmm. he wants Jamie to stay alive and he doesn't want any more death around Haddonfield. So I get his motivations, but he really, (laughs) he really gets in her face in this movie and like makes her cry a lot, which made me hate him. Yeah. 
I'm like, dude, just like lay off of her a little bit. And the nurses in this mental mental institution are kind of just letting him. Yeah, do. oh yeah. They go, oh, he's the big bad policeman, even though he's not a policeman. But you know, yeah. Like they don't they don't bother. And then the one time that she does speak up, she's like, excuse excuse me, Doctor Loomis, I don't think you, I don't think you should be doing like she she's so timid about the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. Loomis is bizarre in this movie. He is. Like, really, by the end of the movie, he's using her as bait for a serial killer and this and that, and, like, not like not listening to the cops. He's going off. He's going rogue. He's carrying a gun around with him. Like, he's crazy. It makes sense, though. Like, he, he knows Michael better than anyone else, and he knows Michael's motivations, and he knows what Michael's going to do in any situation. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it makes sense. And and it also makes sense that he would go crazy over time. Sure. In pursuit of this monster. So I know that um I know that uh, what's his name? The guy that played Loomis, um Donald Pleasance. Donald Pleasance. Yep. I know that he had a huge problem with the script and how shit his character was, how they changed him. Like he didn't want that to be the case at all. Oh really? He was one of the people that was like trying to be like, Jamie should be evil first off. Go with the original ending from the last movie. And, oh, really? And continue it. He was very vocal about it, and he was very vocal about not wanting his character to be this big of an asshole. Yeah. But I mean, we I all, mean, this is how it ended up being. But yeah, I mean, he was where, not happy with it. Where would they have taken it though? If if Jamie, if if that whole scene from because she actually did attack the mother. That yeah, wasn't that yeah. wasn't a vision. She actually attacked the mother and stabbed her with a pair of scissors. But it's weird though because throughout the movie, like, oh, your stepmother and your stepfather want to see you and this and that. Like, they haven't turned their back on her right. or anything. Like, there was an accident, but that was that was it. Right. Which is nice, you know, to not turn your back on this troubled sure, child. Sure, sure. But at the same time, you know, they stuck her in a mental institution because they didn't want her stabbing anybody else. Yeah. But uh, you know, like, where would they have taken it? I don't if. If that whole storyline had played out and she was evil and she was the killer, I don't, I don't see where they would have taken it from there. You know, no idea. And there's no like, is there any, uh, anything you've come across where they did they originally plan on going in that direction, or mm-hmm. af- or after four did they just kind of start fresh and they're like, yeah, that would that that's not actually what happened with Jamie. Yeah, no, no, that was the original plan. It was like I said. Mustafa Akkad made the call to not go that to not go that route. Yeah, and he's like, I just want to bring Michael Myers back, and that was it. Um, but a oh, lot so of, they weren't even going to bring Michael back. Well, th- well, as the main character, as the main, oh, okay. as the big bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that was that was the original plan, and there there was a treatment I think written for it too. Someone wrote a treatment for it with her as the killer. I know that. Um, I know that Danielle Harris wanted to come back and do that as well. Like she was all about it. Um, there was still like, there was still a, um, you know, like the essence of that in a little, in a little way, because she was at least as far as Loomis was, um, concerned, he thought she was protecting him for some reason. Sure. You know, like she knew more about Michael. Because she was terrified and couldn't speak to him. When he's shaking her and trying to be like, tell me what you know. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't want to tell you either, even if I did know. You're being a real dick right now. <laughs> um, so they, uh, they, is this the one that you said reminded you of, reminded you of Friday the 13th? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, they, yeah, they, they, they said to, Friday 2 vibes to me. Like yeah. Crazy. So the, so the kids, the kids end up, all the teenagers end up at a, uh, a party out in the middle of nowhere at, at a farm somewhere or something. Mm. And this is where Michael stalks them 
back to now why is he why is he going after them why is he going after tina why does he end up going why does he end up going out to that party there's really because his no... motive his motivation is like he, throughout this entire thing he's wanted to get back to jamie to kill her right yeah so why does he go out to he picks up Tina and he's wearing that creepy mask that she thinks it's Mike underneath the mask. Yeah. Which this was this was kind of a weird thing too, like Michael showing restraint and not killing her immediately and like driving her around town and wearing the mask and stuff like that. That yeah, was, was all so weird. That was all very atypical behavior for Michael. Yeah, it's like driving Miss Myers. But like. you, but you also see the man in black throughout the movie, which we haven't really talked about yet. I mean, you do you see him? You see his feet a whole bunch. You see he, his he feet every anything. once in a while. That guy's tall as shit, by the way. Do you realize that? No. How tall he was? I don't know if it was because every angle that they showed of him, he, it was always like uh, like a ground level shot looking up at him. But he looked like he was about. He looked like he had like a Javier Botet build to me. He he was super skinny and like seven feet tall. At least that's that. what, at least that's what I, mean, I, was. I I noticed he was tall, but that was about it. Um, so you're seeing him throughout, and you never really understand the motivation behind what he's like, what he's doing, because he, he's he's like in control of Michael basically, yeah. and they don't really give away what like you know what it is that what it is that he's doing so like i said yeah, for him to stalk the kids out to the to the party and not immediately go after jamie it doesn't really make any sense to me that's the weird thing about this whole like thorn thing like we we haven't talked much about it because even though these are the first two movies in the thorn trilogy there's you don't find out anything about it until the next movie yeah at all like you see so, the rune, so it almost feels shoehorned into this movie kind of you you see the rune a couple times in this movie so you know that it's a thing right you see this man in black who has no arc whatsoever other than the fact that you just see his feet walking around a whole bunch and he mm-hmm. happens to show up wherever Michael Myers you know is and that's it right like like you don't you don't find anything else and makes me wonder if they didn't already have a part six greenlit which i don't believe they did Mm -hmm. what what a waste what a waste of the character of doing absolutely nothing in this movie just on just kind of on the on the 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 hope and pray that you're gonna make a six to explain all this yeah not that he does nothing but like none of that's explained like none of the there's no story arc with it if 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 they had stopped at five and you didn't know what who this dude in the cowboy was walking around like who who the fuck was this guy yeah yeah which I guess you know that's got its, it's own kind of allure, lore, yeah. Because uh, you're like, oh, what the hell do you think they were trying to say with <laughs> with Halloween Five? But um, I'm I'm ex- I'm excited I'm excited to watch Six, but I also just based on the trailer, I it looks like it's going to be garbage. Well. <laughs> so, we'll see we'll see i've seen bits and pieces of it i don't know if i've ever seen the entire thing but um yeah it doesn't look like it's going to be great so <laughs> um and i just i i also i don't know it's it goes back to it goes back to when we were talking about what the uh what the real appeal is to us of michael myers and to me it's like the idea that it's just this kid who flipped out and murdered his sister when he was younger for seemingly no reason and then 10 years later decided to go back and finish the job 
Sure. That's scary to me. Once you start adding in this, like, oh, it's a cult and he's an unstoppable it machine becomes, because, because he's cursed, it's just, yeah. Yeah, it just becomes kind of corny, you know? Yep. So Too many moving parts. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely interested to see what it's all about, but I'm not, I don't really have high hopes that it's going to be real pleasing or, or real um, sa- uh, satisfying or anything like yeah. that. So, yeah. No, I, I get that. I um, get that. But yeah, like the the culmination of this one is uh, Jamie Jamie ending up back at the house trying to lure Michael into the house. So you said you said that because uh, I, I is there is there not in four? There's not any point in time in four where she's back in the house. That whole that whole scene with the uh, the laundry shoot was that not in four? No, that was five. Was it five? That was the end of five, yeah. So Where she, she kind of climbs inside, and then she falls. She falls to the bottom of the fucking garbage suit. Yeah, which should break her legs, and she doesn't. She hits hard. She does it <laughs> like really hard. That's uh, in, yeah. No, that's all five. That's in five. Yep. But that's during the day. Mm, no, it's at night. Is it really? Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yeah. No, it's. I'm getting. I gotta go back and rewatch some like of said, these, these scenes then because they really these blend together. Two movies do blend together really easily. Yeah. Um, either, there's a change in scenery in it, but that's that's literally about it. Otherwise, they feel like the same movie. It's a, a continuation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I like I said, I liked five. I I thought five had a certain charm to it that was missing from four. I don't know what it was. I like the um the part where he's got the scythe. And he. he cuts a chick open with a scythe or whatever in the barn <laughs> thought that was fun the um the characters were all likable for the most part mm-hmm. um oh speaking of characters we have to mention the greatest most sympathetic character in the entire halloween franchise who's that the billy ki- the kittens no billy <laughs> the fucking boy like the little oh, boy the that's little like kid? yeah that just wants to like be friends with or like has like has like a, a schoolboy crush yeah, on he jamie loves, he loves jamie he so much loves, like and he is the most pure character, I think, in this entire franchise. Mm-hmm. Hands down. Yeah. Like he's the best. Yeah. Um, and like, and he's and he's even there through like the 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 thick of it at the end of the movie, too. Like he um or does Michael Myers kill him? No. No. He tries to hit him with a car and he dives out of the That's way. That's it. That's it. And then they both Again, he's driving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And well. Yeah. Through cornfields. With I, with seemingly a, a man, so that's another thing. I'm that car would have been a manual transmission. I'm assuming probably. So not only did he learn how to drive, drive somehow, but he can drive a stick. <laughs> Who knows? Um, yeah, Billy though. I I yeah, he was he was a great character. He just mm-hmm. like and the fact that he kind of like he was as she was getting her voice back, he was helping because he obviously had a, a stutter. So as she was talking with a stutter, he could he could kind of understand what she was well, trying was, to communicate and stuff. And he was perfectly like, like with it. Like he was like like he waited for her, gave her time. Like, right. Like he wasn't worried about it. Like he made excuses, not excuses, but stood up for her and whatnot. Like I don't know. He was just a he was like, he's the best dude in the it's, entire series. It's the he had like the patience and the understanding as a little kid that all the adults around her should have had, but didn't. Yes, exactly. exactly. And that made him such a great character. Um, yeah, yeah, I did like, I liked both of these movies. They're, I, they're not without their major faults, obviously. Sure. But, uh, but I, I was entertained by both of them. Yeah, I was too. Um, the, the whole, the whole Cult of Thorn thing is 
like I said, it seems like it's just kind of shoehorned in there, but we'll see where it goes from here. Yeah. Um, I, I do like at the beginning of the movie, I wish that they treated every criminal like this. If they, if they shoot somebody down and they want to make sure he's not getting up, just throw a fucking grenade on top of his body and blow him up. Like, I want to, I want to see that on the evening news. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Like, oh, they got the shooter today. They shot him dead and then they blew him the fuck up with a hand grenade. Let's just let's just make sure he's good and dead. I love that. I love that. Um there's there's a uh oh fuck, what was it too? There's a scene where somebody no, Jamie, it was Jamie. She's having a seizure and there's a fucking nurse, right? Mm-hmm. That's there trying to take She's having a seizure or an episode or whatever. The nurse instantly goes in, starts giving her mouth to mouth. Like she's not fucking dead. What Did you, she? I didn't yeah, notice like, what that. What are you doing? She straight up gives her CPR when when she's clearly breathing on her own. <laughs> like, what are you doing? I didn't notice that. <laughs> These are the things I take notes on. Like, please, it just, please <laughs> stop. cracks me up. <laughs> please stop. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, uh, I, yeah, I, I liked five. I, I thought five was uh, a little endearing. I thought it, I thought it, it better encapsulated the spirit of an '80s slasher more than four did. And at this point, that's what I prefer in, in this part of the series. I prefer that over anything being original. That's not going to be. Sure. We're already five sequels deep or four sequels deep. Like, it is what it is. I just wanted to feel like a fun... If I put this movie in for the very first time and it wasn't connected to another franchise and mm-hmm. it was like a one-off, I would love this movie. Sure, yeah. So that's kind of where I'm I'm, I'm coming at with my uh, my impression of it. But. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I think I think between the two, I I liked four a little more, but mm-hmm. uh, but both of them I thought were pretty fun, pretty entertaining. Uh, like I said, had their issues, but sure, I can get by issues because it's Michael Myers, and I don't care, you know. Exactly, it's Michael Myers. Exactly. I'll always take more Michael Myers. So yeah, uh, that's it. That's it for this week. That's four and five, baby. Uh, next gonna... week. For the Halloween Hangover episode, so we did the pregame. We did the pregame last week. Mm -hmm. This week is the, uh, I guess the the game. (laughs) It's the big show, baby. It's the big show. (laughs) Uh, The next week is the Halloween Hangover. Uh, We are so Halloween Six. If you don't know anything about Halloween Six, it's uh, it's an interesting movie because there's two very very different cuts of the movie. Mm. There's the theatrical cut that we got originally, but then there was the the. You could find it on like secondary markets or whatever. It was always a bootlegged, put together producer's cut that had like a third plus of the movie was reshot because uh, Donald Pleasance died in the middle of making six. Whoopsie. So they shot a bunch of stuff with him, but then couldn't finish it. So they went back and they rewrote like half the movie, mm-hmm. reshot it. So, but they but but they they were able to to cobble together the producer's cut and when Scream Factory put out their big Halloween set they finished it mm-hmm. and they they remastered it the whole deal um I'm sure in conjunction with the studio but like so that exists now like an actual real copy of it exists mm-hmm. so we're gonna watch both versions of six and we'll do kind of a compare contrast kind of thing see which one that we like better yeah and uh, this is gonna be interesting for me because like I said I've never seen any of six yeah. ever. I know there's a lot more of the Man in Black in it. There's more of the Thorn stuff. It basically is all that. Yeah, a lot of the cult stuff. Yeah, the curse of Michael Myers when we get into the curse. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so that is what you have to look forward to next week. Plus, I'm sure lots of other shenanigans. You know, all kinds of shenanigans. Maybe we'll have a guest or two. That's what we do. That's what we get up to on this show. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. We could maybe have a guest. Maybe we'll talk to some people. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And if we don't, roommate Jen likes. 
My Mama Jen likes uh, Halloween. Absolutely, she does. So, so we'll see. And people like Mama Jen. They do. So not us, so but we're, so we're other people. We're doing it for the clicks. All righty, baby. <laughs> okay. Well, that's it. Uh, until next week, if you want to find us anywhere, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. You can find us on X, also known as Twitter, uh, at the Buzzed Kill PC. You can, all, and you can also find us on all major streaming sites. You, uh, you're here, so you found us. Hi. Congratulations. Yes. Uh, tell, Lucky you. Tell your local orphan about us. Yeah, but just find that find that orphan. Make sure you make fun of them first. <laughs> <laughs> Your parents are dead, idiot. Uh, and if you do that, don't tell them we told you to. Yes, that yep. would be wise. All so right, that's your that's your homework. Uh, Michael, James, till next week, bud. Sir. Cheers, good seeing you. Ooh, Have a good night. That doesn't make a clinking no, that sound at all. Clinking sound at all. All right. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy we'll Halloween. see you next week. Later. get diabetes or do or do that's fine too just grow a sweet mustache before you do and then call it diabetes diabetes all right we're gonna go now okay (laughs)